Hello everybody! My name is Kevin Andrew Rivera. We got Raul Ceballos over here. Raul, how are you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing I'm doing alright. We got Ted Evans over here as a special guest as always. How you doing, Ted? What's up? And welcome to Real Geek News. Here we're about to talk about some Black Adam review. Spoiler alert, if you don't like spoilers, why are you listening? You, you shouldn't be listening. Get, Get out home. of here. Get why out you here. still can. We're gonna reveal everything. Did you know that Batman dies in the end? It's crazy. Man, I can't believe it. Come on. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get right into this, you guys. We got, first and foremost, I'm very excited to be able to talk about Black Adam because we, we I know all three of us have quite strong opinions, <laughs> either in different directions or pretty similar in different ways. I don't know. We'll see. But um, first thing, first and foremost, I want to talk about the ratings. We're looking at IMDb. IMDb gives it a 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 40% critic score, audience score of 90%. Then Metacritic score, we've got 41% critic score for Metacritic and 7.4% for the user score out of of 10%. That's insane. Gentlemen, yes, I'm the so Snyder glad. Bros, the Snyder Bros flooded. <laughs> Listen, I, I just oh, want to read this five. I, I want to just start off by saying uh, I, I I think I'm the the only one in this group right now who is like, yes, Black Adam, yes, by the end of this. But let me just say, I, I it's not a perfect movie whatsoever it's no shakespeare it's no oscar worthy film it is not civil war it is not infinity war there's a lot of wars in marvel i just realized but it's 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 a dwayne the rock johnson movie and it's one of his best dwayne the rock johnson movies out of all the ones he does and that's not saying much there's not as many good movies for dwayne the rock johnson but what I think he does bring is a fun time. Doesn't matter how bad the script and writing is, he can still bring a fun time. So for me, this experience, I was like, God, I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that's been written so poorly and yet made me go, damn, I kind of want to watch this again. <laughs> so, Raul, why don't I pass it on to you right now? What are your thoughts on Black Adam? Well, I... I agree with you as far as this being, as far as The Rock, really kind of, this movie gets by a lot on The Rock being The Rock, and, and for me, and I think uh, he does a lot of the heavy lifting, him and Pierce Brosnan, uh, who I found to be a, another standout of the movie, because I mean, it's, it's fine. Language! <laughs> no. It's freaking, look at that, it's freaking Pierce Brosnan. Um, I think he brings a level of gravitas to it that I found fun. Other than that, I just, for me, it's just kind of a meh movie because The Rock does carry a lot of it. It's not enough for me. It's not Mm. enough. Yeah, you mentioned, Kevin, like The Rock brings it, you know, this and that, but the writing's not great. And and that's it for me. The writing isn't great. And I think I'm looking for a little bit more than what, you know, what I was given. So I'm not as crazy about it as I think you are, Kevin. I think it's just kind of middle of the road. Meh, it was fun. But um, I think there was a lot to be desired, especially with plot and scripts and certain characters. So that's that's where I'm coming down on it. Totally agree. I, I, I think to me it's it's a combination of the editing and the writing that makes the movie not as as good as it could be. Um, because if you fix the, the writing, you could have, you know, fleshed out more character stuff, given us more moments. But also the pacing seemed a little bit off 
you know, fast and slow and fast and slow just out of nowhere. Um, Ted, what about you? What did you think so far? But it sucked. (laughs) Kevin is one end of the spectrum. I am probably closer to the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. But like, I'm thinking about it a lot lately because when I have like a a very visceral reaction to something, I always go to the internet and I'm like, what did everyone else think? And like, how do they think this? If I thought this and, and it always happens, especially with these big movies, you know, whether it's, you know, Last Jedi or mm. any of these movies that are really divisive and have people going one way or the other. Um, this movie is I would I I would rank it somewhere in the middle of DC's uh, catalog. I think it's about as good as Aquaman and whether or not you like Aquaman, um, I'm not a huge fan of Aquaman. So I would put it like kind of right around there. I thought this had a lot of issues, like you said, with the pacing, with the script writing. Um, there's a lot of fun to be had. This is the kind of movie that I would put on while I'm doing chores. Hmm. You know, something that I really don't <laughs> want to pay attention to much, but is like, oh, that's fun, you know, because that's what this movie was. It was. Yeah. And when you're sitting in the theater and you have nowhere to go and your focus is only on that, you're like, Man, I don't care about any of the stuff that's going on. <laughs> no matter how cool it is, like it, there's nothing for me to like latch onto. I thought The Rock, as charming as he is, had to like dull that down for this particular performance, or he thought he yeah. had to. And you know, like someone pointed out that the the kid, you know, teaching him how to like sort of interact with the world, it's very much like Shazam, like carbon copied. Yeah, and it was. It was interesting. It's the fish out of water that we've seen before. It, it that's the thing. It, overall, I think it just felt like stuff we've seen before, and the writing didn't draw me into the characters. And this is Black Adam's origin story, and he's like fighting for screen time, literally. Yeah. The Justice <laughs> yeah. Uh, Squad, Justice Society. <laughs> I like Justice Squad though. That sounds good. Justice Squad. <laughs> Justice Squad. The Suicide League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I kind of like what you said earlier, though, about it. you You thought it was very similar to Aquaman. I, I remember at the end of the theater, because we all, we all went to watch it together, um, Ted, you were like, it's, it's like they took action figures and they just smashed them into each yeah. other. <laughs> and my point of view was like, that's exactly how I felt about Aquaman as well, except yep. I loved Aquaman. <laughs> like I, I, I like the idea of, of being sent back to my childhood playing with action figures, because when you see Aquaman doing that, you're like, yeah. Although my in my point of view, I thought Aquaman did it better than than Black Adam. Like I still felt like I was playing with action figures with Black Adam, but like I don't know, they were missing a toy or something well, like with that. Aquaman, were... <laughs> you at least have the novelty of it all being underwater, so that kind of adds an extra layer of like That's true. It, you know, it, it makes it a little more interesting because it's like, oh, let's see what they can do with water effects and and battles underwater and all that stuff. I mean, with this movie, like you take all that out, it's like every other movie we've seen, right? As far as like these big battles go, but mm. yeah, at least with Aquaman, there's like that slight difference. Yeah, and, totally. And they spent a lot of time with the characterization of the brother and that conflict. Um, you know, Aquaman, we could talk about for another hour as well, just because I think that has issues in the same way. And I think that DC, for for me personally. This this sort of recurring thing is how I feel about a lot of it outside of the Batman movies where we do a lot of character work is that it's just these heroes 
and sometimes they're saying dialogue that sounds like it's ripped straight out of the comics. Mm-hmm. But some of that dialogue looks great on paper and sounds ridiculous when people say it. <laughs> yeah, um, right. If I yeah. recall, I remember just anytime a, a, one of the superheroes would say anything, I'm sitting next to you, Ted, and you're just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> laughing at all the wrong parts. Yeah. Yeah. Had they attempted humor, I wasn't laughing, and anytime yeah. they weren't. You could tell, yeah, it would be all silent, and then you would hear Ted, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. They said, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I will admit, though, like, you know, as poor as the writing might have been, there were a couple jokes that really got me. Like, there, you know, this, I personally like all the, the catchphrase stuff that Black Adam was trying to say in the middle of the yeah. whole movie. Um, especially with, like, some chase scenes where he's clearly still trying to use this slogan or this catchphrase that this kid's teaching him, and he's still messing it up. And it's like, okay, there's... There's the charm of doing the Rock Johnson, but more subtle, more subtle version mm. of what he usually does. Because you're right, Ted. Like he, I think doing the Rock Johnson really toned down his level of, of I guess, charisma is what I'd say. Mm. But his his badass side kicks in, and I see more of like the wrestler doing the Rock Johnson much more than movie star doing the Rock Johnson. Which I don't know. To mm. me, it was kind of a cool blend. Like I kind of enjoyed the way that he made that work. That's a good point. I uh, so I I felt like The Rock was definitely a presence in this movie. When he wasn't on screen, you kind of wanted him to be there because he was mm-hmm. so op. You know, totally like was. this is like it just you can't hurt him unless you have this. It's like Superman, you know. It's, yeah. And the action is so like, like very fast into an explosion through a wall, but he's not phased by anything, and so thus like it gets pretty old pretty quick. Like well, until we talk about the Eternium stuff, because like once that thing starts damaging him, it's like oh that's his kryptonite. Okay, I see what yeah. they're doing. Exactly. Like, yeah. We, we got to give him some weakness, right? But it is it is kind of like it's one of those things where after like the twentieth time of seeing him just like burst through a wall where he could just easily walk through a door, it's like that joke got old pretty quick <laughs> yeah uh, just seeing him do that over and over and over it was one of those things that it it's kind of like it's kind of like a joke that goes on and then it stops being funny but then it keeps going on and it becomes funny again but i don't think that's what they were going for with that's this. why i loved it so much it eventually got funny again for me but i don't think that's what they were trying to go for with it oh man I'm it telling was funny you. because it was so ridiculous how many how many times they've been doing that I, I I feel like Dwayne The Rock Johnson is just, like, the way he presented this movie, I just felt like it was all an internet meme kind of thing. Like, this is for the fans. Like, okay, I get it. It's for us. Like, we could just have fun with it, with however it is. Um, but, you know, him bursting through the walls, I think I, I must have laughed, like, every single time it happened because oh, it always man. comes out of nowhere. I like the one where he did the slow burst through the wall. That one. Oh, so good. My mind, as far as like he's in the bedroom with talking to the kid, and he's just like, "I'm done with this conversation." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think that that's something that I was like, as far as we're talking about, you know, Dwayne Johnson being stripped of his charisma. That is one thing I was worried about going into this movie because, I mean, in the trailers and all the marketing, he's so stoic and he's so serious, and. I got really nervous about that because for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, what's what what draws people to Dwayne Johnson is his charisma. 
right? Mm-hmm. And he's got that way of just the smile he gives when yeah, he's like smiling. doing something badass. The face, you know, the mugging to the camera and the eyebrow, I mean, the, eye, the eyebrow, all that stuff. It's great. We all love it. You know, he he oozes charisma. This guy, but in the in the trailers and everything leading up to the movie, I'm like, oh no, they stripped that away from him. So I was worried about about that going in like i don't think i'm gonna like this because you're you've taken the thing about him that everybody loves and you've like dialed it all the way down and now he's all stoic and serious but having said that i i still would have you know i still would have preferred to see a little bit more of that side of him but with what i got like to your point kevin he still has the presence of like it's like i almost forgot like oh yeah he was like doing serious stuff like as a wrestler, you know, he was playing that badass, like stoic kind of serious role, you know, before he became the movie star. Right. So mm. I had kind of forgotten about that. And so even though he was stripped away of a lot of that kind of fun charm with the smiling and all that stuff that we, we got used to seeing him in this movie, it wasn't as bad as I, as I thought it was going to be. Cause it was still fun, but he was playing it in a very different way. And like I said, it's like, I had forgotten like, Oh yeah, he did this stuff with WWE. You know, yeah. So yeah. I still had fun with it, uh, with his presence. But I, I, yeah. I just lowered my expectations as low as possible because oh, again, I'm not, I'm not a Dwayne the Rock Johnson fan. Like I usually hate his movies. Anytime I see him do anything, San Andreas. <laughs> how, do we even need to talk about that movie? That's so bad. Rampage yeah. was so bad. Like any, oh, anytime, anytime I see Dwayne the Rock Johnson working on something, I just go, Ugh, okay, that's fine. It's just skyscraper. It's just, is Dwayne the Rock Johnson just being Dwayne the Rock Johnson? But every now and then, I'll, I'll find a little movie here and there that I go, "Oh, that actually, I lowered my expectations so low, but you actually brought the quality up to what you what you usually do, like compared to what you usually do." So like yeah. Jungle Book, or not Jungle Book, sorry. Uh, what was Jungle it? Cruise. Jumanji, Jumanji, Jungle Jumanji Book. Was, Jumanji. Jungle Cruise was kind of yeah. It was like it was okay. That's the thing is like I'm I'm a huge. I'm a huge uh, Dwayne Dwayne Johnson fan, The Rock. I I really love. That's the thing for me. It's like even in like his bad movies, he's still quite often the best part about them because like again, he just carries it with his charm and charisma. So, also, his yeah. acting has gotten better and better throughout the year. Oh yeah. So that's oh, been yeah. really nice to to see for him. This ain't uh, no Scorpion King no more. Yeah, no more Scorpion King. That's another one. Hercules. Ugh. Like I mean, Oof. the list goes on and on. There's so many movies that he's worked on where I'm just like, I I just don't want to see him. And the other thing is also like, you know, when I look at Dwayne the Rock Johnson, quote unquote, leading the DCU, um, I there's a part of me that's worried because I'm like. I don't want it to be the Dwayne The Rock Johnson show, but based on his interviews about this movie, the way he talks about how, like, you know, he I'm the, the greatest, I'm the strongest person on the planet, but I'm not the strongest person on the universe because that character's been sidelined for too long and we need him to come back. And we're going to talk about that later. But it, it's to me what that tells me is, like, hey, listen, I'm a wrestler. I know what the audience wants when I'm on stage fighting my opponent because I hear their demands. So if they don't want me to win, I should not be winning. They need to. This guy needs to win now, and I need to give them their their screen time, I guess, or put them on the spotlight so that you know that's how the game works when you're wrestling. And I think he's kind of applying the same thing to the movies. So I, I hope, 
I hope that's kind of what he's going to be doing for the future of the DCEU if he continues to be a part of it, you know? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's really, that's one of the great things about him is that he knows, he listens to fans, you know, and he knows... You know, like you were saying, ever since he started in wrestling, like that's always what he did. He 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 says it himself like all the time. He always likes to give the fans what they want, and he's always listening to them. And he really takes their thoughts and feelings and concerns into consideration. So for him, I can tell, especially with Black Adam. I mean, this movie was announced like what almost a decade ago, dude. It's like fourteen, fifteen years now. It's yeah, crazy. It, it's 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 been so long since they first announced this movie. You can tell. He's put his heart and soul into this movie. You can tell he's worked really hard on it. He he does for a lot of his films. You know, he doesn't just uh he doesn't just show up and and half-ass anything. I mean, the man is a very very hard worker, one of the hardest working guys in Hollywood right now. Yeah. So, you know, he puts his all into these movies and 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 it shows in his performance. That being said, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I feel like the script was written in like 2005. Yeah. Like that that's what it oh, feels absolutely. like to me. Cuz there's there's so much cheese to the script. Whenever these characters interact with each other, there's a part of me that while I was watching it, like yes, I was enjoying it, but I cringed at a couple of lines. But I was like, "Ah, oh, man, like if Tobey Maguire had this same type of script in his Spider-Man movies, I would have been just fine with it watching it back then." You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is it's almost like they already had written the script back in 2005 and they'd just been holding it for all these years until now it finally can come out. So it's like, man, it it is kind of a bummer that they didn't learn from, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Look at what's trending with those guys and how they're writing their stuff. You can write something just as good or better because you you literally have the answers written out for you right here. You know, so that that is a missed opportunity. So I, I think there's a lot of potential if they ever wanted to do a Black Adam 2. Um, but, you know... They got they got to make some stronger choices when it comes to the writing and maybe when it comes to the directing and editing. Um, but you know that, that all being said, uh, are we ready? Do you guys want to just start going down the list of how this story starts from the beginning to the end? Yeah, yeah. All right then, gentlemen. Let's begin with the beginning of this goddamn script here. So uh, we start off. In 2600 BC, the tyrannical king Kandak, Akhtan, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, created the crowd of Sabak, known to give the wearer great power. After attempting to stage a revolt, a young slave boy is given the powers of Shazam by the ancient Council of Wizards, transforming him into Kandak's heroic champion. The champion allegedly kills Akhtan and ends his reign, but the champion is never to be seen for some mysterious reason. All right, gents. So what do we think of this intro for the movie? Hated it. <laughs> well, this is one of the things that I, that I felt they really dropped the ball on. is that And, like, they spent so much time throwing this villain into the third act and dealing with the Justice Society is that it detracted from what could have been a really interesting story as far as him coming to grips with... Uh, basically having committed genocide, you know, and that is where I think Black Adam's, the interest in that character really lies because, oh, he's super powerful. He got Shazam powers. Great. It, it like the fact that he fought against slavery and went too far, I think mm-hmm. is uh, one of the more interesting things about this character. And I felt that they rushed this intro and with that stupid voiceover they had, this kid voiceover, it just, it felt rushed. It felt 
cheesy Hollywood overproduced. It didn't feel real. It felt like, when are we going to get to the Black Adam stuff? And I felt that they should have either done like a, a flash forward flashback to this or something, but it just yeah. felt like such a weird way to open the movie. It was, mm. it was quite an information dump. It was very, very overwhelming. I do remember so many things were getting explained at the very, at the very top. It just felt like too much. Too much was being thrown at me um, all at once. And it just, I kind of glossed over at that point. I thought a lot about like, you know how like Black Panther starts with, Father, will you tell me the story of Wakanda? Mm. And then like the dad like narrates the introduction of how Wakanda was born. Like I thought it was kind of doing something similar to that, but again, not as good. You know, like it, it was what Ted just said. They they overproduced it like it's super Hollywood. Um, also, they introduced you to Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that intro as the dad, and like, you know, I I know that the whole movie is trying to make you think that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is that little boy in the beginning, but the trailers of the movie showed you they gave him. it away. Yeah. yeah, they gave that away. So I was like, why are you trying to trick me right now? I already know that, yeah. <laughs> that the dad is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know? Mm-hmm. So you even see Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the movie, like in the beginning there, they're trying to cut off his face or whatever, do some CGI over his face over yeah, with this wimpy body. It did look very bad. I was like, man, like, guys, look at Captain America and just learn from that. They, you could have done that. The problem was that they didn't shrink Dwayne the Rock Johnson's head. Yeah. They just they kept his giant Same. muscular <laughs> muscular head, man. It's it's just so obvious. But um but yeah, the fact that they tried to keep him in the shadows to not let you know that that's him. It's like, guys, who are you trying to kid? That's a superstar. That's a movie star, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. If you hear his voice, you know it's him, you yeah. know. What a more interesting choice would it have been to uh let us in on The Rock? back in the day and you're like wait a minute I thought he was like current and then we get to care about him as a character watch him lose his son mm-hmm. you know and then get the these power you know then that would have been like so much more compelling to drive the story forward where now in the future he knows that he's not a hero you know he keeps saying I'm not a hero I'm not a hero and then like we get this really quick flash to him like killing everyone but if we had that like the vitriol of him losing his son to and then rising up against the people that did it and getting that revenge and going too far, that would have been a really compelling, yeah. interesting way of of navigating that. But instead, it felt rushed and it and it made me not really care. Mm. I, I liked that better. Yeah, I, I will say this too that I I didn't know about Kondok when I went into this movie because I don't read the comics. You know, I I don't I didn't want to know everything and just be like, oh, I know what's happening. <clears throat> Um, yeah. But it's, it took me by surprise because I, I thought it was kind of cool learning about Kondok and how that country worked and, you know, they're all being enslaved. and st- Like, there's a lot of cool stuff to work off of. I think, Ted, you're right. Like, they, they should have, they could have done that intro and just kept it going with Dwayne The Rock Johnson's storyline. That way we don't have to have all these crazy surprises by the end. It's like, now we focus on the character and his development. Yeah more than we care about the mystery, you know? Well, because yeah. um, they ruin that. They ruin the mystery in the trailers anyway. Exactly. They, exactly. So it's like, why are you even bothered? Why do you even bother doing it this way if you're just going to ruin it in the trailers? Like, there's no... Because, like, yeah, what, what you guys are saying, when I saw that and I saw the father, you know, uh, Dwayne Johnson's character come up, I'm like, oh, well, there's, well, there's Dwayne Johnson. Okay, so something's going to happen so that... He gets the powers instead. And then they gloss over it and like, oh, but you don't really know what happens. And, you know, like, and, and I'm like, no, I, 
this I'm not being fooled here. It's exactly what you're saying. I'm just repeating what you're saying. <laughs> you're like, basically. it's clearly the dad. We don't it's, know what happened to the just, hero. It was just annoying and frustrating because they thought they were being way smarter than the audience. Mm. And it just like that that just made me roll my eyes, you know. That's totally what it is. Yeah, if they had changed the commercials and they didn't show us that scene of him with his son dying in the trailer, I think maybe then we would have appreciated much more. Like, I, I, I'm wondering, like, my roommate, for example, who's not a movie fan, who doesn't like superhero stuff, but every now and then goes to watch them and is surprised because she's just a regular moviegoer. Um, I wonder how she would respond to it because... For us, it's like we're we're dissecting the trailers. We're like trying to look up everything we can about these characters. Um, but maybe maybe their experience would would have been different. But who knows? Not for us. Um, any last stuff for this before we go to the next part, guys? I think I think they should have. I know he got like beyond ripped to to be Black Adam. It was like very important that he was just larger than life. Oh yeah, his, his workout. If they had like treated this as as a B movie where and before he went to work out he was sort of normal size and then just used him and showed him at the beginning of the movie and then it can cut back and forth between present and where he's Black Adam and you're thinking wait he didn't have powers before or maybe we see his son get powers and then it's like wait the son gets powers but you would still be have that kind of confusion but Mm -hmm. it doesn't it's not like a ha ha. It was actually the son who got powers, and then he gave them to him when his right. CGI face was on there. Because that was, I, I was actually surprised by that. I, I didn't see that coming. Like you guys knew that. I, I hadn't caught that from the trailers. Uh, so it was a surprise for me. But then when they showed his stupid CGI face, I didn't care. I was like, this <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. Is the son got the powers, and then he got the powers. That's fine. I just felt it, they, they, they had us. They could have had us. At the top, yeah, and it just didn't. Do yeah. Do you like the fact that it's the dad who's Black Adam and not the son? Because I I think in the comics it is supposed to be the son the whole time. Is it? Yeah, like I like. I I think it's compelling. I do think the story is compelling. That like oh like, the son was actually very noble, you know, and he actually really cared for freedom and and and, you know, and then he decided to sacrifice himself for his father. Yeah, you know. And what does his father do with this power? Well, he becomes vengeful. And he he's he knows that he can't be as um, idealistic and as noble as his son was. All he right. can see is vengeance. I mean, I do think that is, he's that's Batman. a very compelling story. I do, th- I, I just think it, the way it was executed wasn't, it could have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then he has been like, you know, we don't know this for a fact that, it just looks like he's staring at a statue of himself for like the first four seconds. <laughs> and he keeps doing it. He's just like floating in midair, which looks stupid as Language. Have him there. <laughs> Come on. He just looks stupid. Uh, he's floating there looking at this statue of himself. So we think at first. And then they do the reveal. It's like, aha, it was a statue of his son. What do you think of that? And I was like, I would have been more interested if, if we as an audience knew that was the son at the top and right. other characters figure it out. Yeah, that's weird. For me, because I knew that that was the son, when I saw him just staring at the rock, like, I, it, the rock, he's staring at himself. I just realized that's rock staring at totally the, rock. the joke right there. Um, he When he's staring at it, like, I, I saw in his face that he's just like, I'll never be as good as my son. But, like, that's so true. Like, if you didn't know 
He just looks like an idiot. Yeah, he's <laughs> looking like at himself. <laughs> Staring at this rock statue. Yeah, and, and I don't think The Rock is a good enough actor to really portray on his face all those emotions. It just looked like Yeah. This rock. But do you do you think that so that long. means do you think that that means that that gives you rewatchability now that you know? Like, would you go back and watch it now? Oh, I've never watched this shit again. <laughs> I'm totally going to watch but, it again. But, Ted, if you go back and watch it again, you'll get more out of it. And you'll I'll, get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll get it. No. <laughs> you'll understand the genius behind Black Adam, oh. dude. <laughs> Let's move on to the next scene here, you guys. Uh in the present day, Kandak is oppressed by the Intergang. Archaeologist Adriana Tomas tries to locate the crown of Sabak with the, the help of her brother Karim and colleagues Samir and Ishmael Gregor. As, as Adriana obtains the crown, they are ambushed by Intergang. Um, I thought this whole thing, like, I, I knew right from the beginning that, you know, they're trying to get us to like these characters because they're... You know, they're the main characters, supposedly. Like, they're the Shia LaBeouf of Transformers for Black Adam. You know, so they're the ones that are going to be running around, trying not to get killed by the superheroes. I get it. But I, all they did was give us exposition, so I didn't care as much for them. I was just like, okay, like, the uncle's cool. Like, he's kind of funny. But, like, the other two guys behind Adriana, like, I didn't care about them whatsoever. I knew that she was going to be, like, the important character, you know, she was the Shia LaBeouf character. Um, so I was like, all right, okay, let's see. She's smart. That's cool. All right, let's... If somebody dies, I'm not going to care as much, you know? And that's why when Samir gets thrown off this mountain, I'm like, okay, bye, Samir. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know what else to tell you, you know? I would have loved to see him actually get thrown off the mountain because he just sort of, like, it's the shot of him on the ground and just cuckoo. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> out of nowhere, like, what just happened? Did yeah, yeah. Like... And no, Kareem, Kareem's like, what the hell? Like, dude, of course you. I thought Kareem was going to be the one of the bad guys because he's like, oh, I'll stay in the car because I'm just going to listen to music. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, so he's working with the bad guys and he's trying to relay some information or something. So that that did take me by surprise when that wasn't the case. But That whole I, scene was very clumsy. Yeah, I think they were trying to establish that the uncle was supposed to be the funny guy. But I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I think you could have done a better job doing that. I don't that. know what they were trying to establish. I, <laughs> I, I honestly don't. I'm okay. Inner, who the hell is Inner Gang? They're just they just explain them as just a group of mercenaries, right? They're just yeah, another I, group of mercenaries. I wasn't Kondok sure if they were like Americans been, or not, or Australians. No, or British. some yeah, there were like some Are Aussies, some Aussies? Brits, I guess. Oh, okay, but I they were the ones trying to liberate Kandak. Uh, well, no, well, they they the were technically like the next group of people that are enslaving Kondok. So it's just oh, those are that is inner gangs. They're, so they're the ones right. with the checkpoint, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. those Correct. guys. Yeah, and I just didn't. Okay, all all they did was really just explain they're just mercenaries. And yeah, Kondok has years and years and years. You know, it's kind of like from from one country. from one exchange to another somebody right. has always had some sort of occupation over Kondok and has been oppressing people okay i get it great i just assumed it was england <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's like star wars the bad guys are always british so <laughs> you just assume oh he's got a, he's got an accent he's got an english accent these are the bad guys got it like i th- i think they were very to the point about it like they were like these are the bad guys these are the good guys and i was like oh okay that's yeah. cool. Like it's it's fine, but like I think something that we we we've, we've been talking about is when it comes to the writing, like they don't add the third dimension to the characters in these 
in these opening scenes. Like I, I don't care as much because they're very two dimensional. They're they're just I'm the bad guy, I'm the good guy, I'm the secret bad guy. Yeah, we know you're the secret bad guy. You know, it's it's just very plain and simple. And I wonder if they did that because you know, it's just the rock going we're trying to make it to the point so you just like it and have a fun time and turn yeah. off your brain. Which, exactly. yeah, like, I, I guess we can do that. It's That's what I did, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but that just kind of, that, for me, my problem is this, this, this lack of, I don't know, dimension here with the bad guys and really Ishmael by, by extension. It's just, it's just so weak and it's something I feel like we've seen so many times before, like it's it's another one of those, and we can get it more into Ishmael and Sabak later on. But to me, I'm just gonna show my hand right now. I thought it was very one dimensional, and and the motivations behind it are just like oh, just world domination kind of. It's the it's the it's yeah. the mustache the bad twi- guys, twisting yeah. thing yeah. Uh, over and over again. Yep. And I did not give a crap. I just did not care. Mm. That, but and, also that's that's another reason why like you you. You enjoy Dwayne the Rock Johnson more when he just destroys and kills all of them because you're oh, just of like, dude, look at him just tossing them all around. Well, it's yeah, nuts. That's, that's fun. That's that's definitely fun. But I just don't know why these guys care about what they care about. Why do they want the what is it? It's uh, a, it's a best. What is eternium? The, what is, eternium. Eternium. We got vibranium. Sad? Is it sad that I, I eternium? I literally think of. Crypto, like Ethereum, every time I hear Eternium, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, they're what's investing that stupid... in cryptocurrencies? What's, what's that stupid? <laughs> the unobtainium, right, from Avatar? Isn't unobtainium. that what that's called, an Avatar? Unobtainium? Unobtainium. <laughs> Isn't that what they call it? Uh, some... I don't know. I can't remember. Bro, just, I haven't uh... been to Pandora since 2009. You're asking yeah. the wrong yeah. guy. <laughs> it's it just, okay, they want it to for this. Cr- so Ishmael's working with these mercenaries, right? And they want the, that, that, uranium whatever the hell it is they <laughs> eternium yeah they yeah. want it so that can they can get this crown so they can bring sabak back to <laughs> ruled it's just it's weak i don't know i don't care we must bring our lord back from the dead <sighs> yeah i think uh it's paid by numbers I will so say, paid by numbers. right from the beginning, when you see Ishmael, like you know the the you know what's his name, Samar, like the guy who falls off the mountain. As soon as it cuts to like Adriana going, "Where's Samar?" Oh, he wasn't feeling good. I was like, "You're the villain." Yeah. And also so based obvious. on based on the flashback with the king, you look exactly like the actor who plays the king. You're probably his like, yeah. you know, the future him. You're like you're mm. you're just descendant. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Like yeah. it's so obvious. Ah, I know what you're doing. But, like, that's why if you know from the beginning, give me something to flesh him out so I can appreciate him because he becomes this one-dimensional character of, man, like you said, Raul. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, again, if you're going to make it obvious, at least make us have a good time with it at the same time, you know? Or just tell us straight up. Don't try to trick us because we're too smart for that. Like, we we as the audience members, I, I think I would say most of the audience would have figured it out by at that point, you know, especially if you go watch movies a lot. Um, but anyways, the movie did, definitely was trying to trick us a lot. It That's definitely the, was. The writing, a lot was. of yeah, a lot of the writing in this movie was like, you didn't see that coming. And I'm like, yeah, I did actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw did. all of this coming. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's why when Dwayne the Rock Johnson does beat them all up, 
I, I was just like, man, I hate these two-dimensional characters so much. Just punch the hell out of them and kill them already. And then here comes Black Adam going boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yes. All right, I'm having a good time. This is exactly what I came here for then. Um, speaking of being attacked, uh, being attacked by Intergang, Adriana reads an incantation that awakens Teth Adam, whom she believes to be Kandak's champion from his slumber. Adam subsequently slaughters most of the Intergang troops. He's knocked out after holding one of Intergang's Eternium Ethereum, Eternium rockets. Um, so again, that was our kryptonite, uh, hint for the storytelling part. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I loved all the fight sequences. Like, I think the action in this movie is incredible. And especially this introduction to Black Adam where he's just floating up in the air and he's like, oh, your magic is weak, old man. And then he goes and just (laughs) kills them all. I'm like, bro, this is exactly how an evil Superman would be killing everybody right now. Just one at a time, fly up right to their face, grab their head and zap them all until they turn into nothing but bones and dust. I mean, that's pretty cool, you know? How'd you guys feel about that? This was the scene that was like the Quicksilver knockoff, which for yeah. me felt very derivative mm. the whole scene. And there's something about the way that he moves where it's just like, it's just so fast. Yeah. Until it, you know, does like, I, I love him electrocuting people and, mm-hmm. and crumbling them. And, but, and, and everyone was talking about like, Oh, this scene is so brutal. I'm like, you guys must not like. I watch a lot of horror movies. I'm like, this they, they they get punched and we see some black stuff fly off. Like this is obviously you know made so it's family friendly enough, yeah. right? I wouldn't say it's brutal by any means, but you know I guess seeing part of a skeleton getting electrocuted might. I know, guess for people. for this type of movie, I guess yeah. Well, isn't it like they 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 do enough to not let you see blood spatter splatter on the wall, right? Like isn't that like yeah. the thing that makes it rated R? They're technically. Really, you can have blood. You can blood. have blood. It's they. There's. I don't. They go. They. Not to go into too much detail about the MPAA, but they like. They have certain regulations about like the certain. Uh, how how brightly colored the blood is versus how darkly colored the blood is. Like if it's right. you know, Like if they it's, they they're allowed to have bloody scratches on their face and whatever, but like yeah. you can't. You like you can't put black adam on camera ripping someone's head off and you see all the blood gushing out kind of thing like you can't do that but that's why even like the zapping scene where he's just zapping this dude's face they take the camera off off of them and they just look at the the inter inter gang group's reaction to it instead but like you feel it because you know the the visuals are good enough that it tricks you into thinking like oh shit this is dope this is crazy what's happening mm. and you hear the zapping and the screaming and you're like okay i'm filling in the image in my head on what else is happening and so that gives you more adrenaline and ah, whatever but um i mean overall i i think the they did a good job introducing at black adam with his powers floating up in midair freaking what was it they had like scenes where they even cut to adriana trying to hide away in the corner while you see black adam from far away just Flying around, killing everybody, yeah. going up the stairs, throwing people off the, the the top of the stairs, and they're all falling down flat on their faces. It's nuts. I will say, I did. I get what you're saying, Ted, about being about it being derivative. I I will say though, I didn't at the time that I watched it. I was just like wanting something to happen. Anything, yeah. So just... anything. <laughs> so when that actually happened, I thought it, I really enjoyed this, this scene where you first see him just like wreck and shop, you know? And for me, he was actually kind of, 
scary, you know, like if I was trying to put myself in the position of these guys in the cave there, I mean, that's a freaky way to be introduced to this guy, like this power, this big powerhouse of a guy in the dark and he's shrouded in this, the, you know, the, the, the cape and the cowl and he's got, you know, you can't really see his face, but he's just like wrecking shop and like just trashing these dudes left and right and, you know, blowing them up with the lightning and all that stuff. Um, that was just the, that was the impression I was left with in that scene. just like how imposing he is. Like I mm. would not want to be there with, with all this stuff happening, you know, especially with, uh, there, there's one intergang member who was like hiding behind rocks and like, you could see in his face, the terror of being in that room. And for like a split second, I felt bad for him. Cause I was like, damn, if that was me, like this guy would rip my head off. Yeah. And then suddenly I think, what is it? That Black Adam punches through the rock and just punches the guy's head or something like that? Or like zaps it? Yeah, he like, yeah, he zaps him through the rock or something. Like, yeah, he sees him. Um, it says and, the, the level of relentlessness that, that Black Adam yeah. gives to these guys. He's just monster destroying these guys. Yeah, I did get, I, that's, I did have that feeling watching it. Like, oh my God, this, this would freak me out. Uh, totally. So it, it was effective in that way. And then like, yeah, like I said, I was like ready for something to start happening that when it came in, I was like, yeah, sure. This seems a little, uh, days of future pasty with the, you know, the seventies music yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm no, like, whatever yeah. I'll, I'll go with it. I did like, you know, have, I, I did think paint it black was a little too on the nose. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right, paint it black. There we go. There was definitely a lot of like rock and roll music playing throughout this movie too, yeah. which yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I if I was like this is perfect for this movie or not. But th- then there was another part of me that was like, well, this is very cheesy. Like the whole the writing itself is cheesy, so the music itself would probably add on to that cheese. Mm. And so maybe that's what makes it work for me in a cheesy way, you know. Sure. Um, but on to our next scene here. We got a public government official, Amanda Waller, learns of the incident and contacts Carter Hall, or Hawkman, and the JSA, Justice Society of America, or how, what did you say, Justice Squad? Justice um, Squad. The Justice Squad? <laughs> Consisting of Kent Nelson as Dr. Fate, Maxine Hunkel as Cyclone, and Albert Al Rothstein as Adam Smasher to assist in taking Adam into custody. Dr. Fate sees into the future that Hawkman's fate is death. How do you guys feel about the introductions to these JSA members and, uh, you know, what they're going to bring to the table, hopefully? Well, this whole section confused the heck out of me because I don't know. Now I don't know where where does this movie take place in the timeline of the the events of the DCEU? I don't even think we're supposed to think about it. (laughs) Did the Justice Society, it sounds like the Justice Society has been around for a while. Uh Why haven't we seen them before? Amanda Waller, what is she doing around? I thought she was on the run. Because uh-huh. if this is supposed to take place after, like, Peacemaker and all that, because didn't that end with her being, like, on the yeah. run? What happened? Yeah, what happened with um, the blonde lady who's married to James Gunn, who's in Peacemaker? She was, oh, she yeah, showed she was up. In it too. She showed up here, too. She was yeah. showed up uh, when they brought him in, when they brought Black Adam in and they shackled him and put him in that little uh, chamber. She was there. Mm. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But I, was I don't confused by her presence. I th- I thought she was uh a ten- I thought she was indisposed or or they were uh, making it look like she was dead at the end of the season. I yeah. Know. I can't remember exactly what happened with her, but I do know that at the end of Peacemaker uh what's her name? Uh, Amanda Waller is kind of laying low, right? She's a fugitive now. Her her daughter outed her 
And so now she's kind of laying low. So I don't know what... I'm just confused as to where this movie lies. On I, the I wonder if it's just like, you know, the government... I'm, I'm making up stuff in my brain to make it make sense. But, like, if, like, the government was like, oh, all right, we know you do all these terrible things, but you, honestly, you're the only one that can deal with these crazy superhero stuff. So just keep doing your thing, but we're watching you. You know, kind of... I don't know. I just feel like the DC Universe doesn't know what its universe and timeline is supposed to be. And so even, you know, you got Dwayne The Rock Johnson saying things like, this is the new era of the DCEU. So it's almost like they're telling you, forget about what's been happening. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, none of that stuff matters anymore. This is the new stuff we're bringing to you. And they don't care, so why should I? Multiverse. That's, you know, like, it, it's weird because Marvel is really helping the Justice League or just DCEU find their footing because Marvel's opening the opportunity and the option for audience members to understand what multiverse is. So when they start doing that for the DCEU, it's almost like our brains are going to start going, oh, okay, yeah, well, there's a little shift. All right, everybody's yeah, different War- now. Cool. Warner Brothers and DC are sitting there going, yes, that's we meant to do that. <laughs> exactly. That's right, multiverse. That that's was right, our Marvel. plan all along. We were thinking of that the whole time. <laughs> that's the ticket. But also, I think the the JSA in the comics is like the original original superhero group, you know. Whereas Justice well, why League came heard from a them long before? time afterwards. Well, in the comics, that's what the case oh. is that they were made first, but not in the movies. Um, but to me, it kind of makes sense that the Justice League is this league of their own. They've got Superman, so you can't tell them what to do at this point. Whereas, you know, what does Amanda Waller do when she can't have a Suicide Squad anymore? She has to have regular superheroes that work for the government. So let's just hire these guys and tell them what to do because I can't tell Superman what to do, although I can ask him for favors. Hint, hint, future talk about other stuff. Anyways, you you know what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. they're, they're kind of going in, in this direction of like we have the JSA because these are the guys who are okay with working with the government. I Civil War. GSA versus Justice League. Make it happen. Waller is just the Wong of the... (laughs) Just like, anytime we need to tie in something, just bring in Wong. You know, uh, just bring in Amanda Waller. Something to do with it. Don't don't ask too many questions. I just want them to put... I want to see Samuel Jackson and Amanda Waller just in the same room together. Just like going back and forth arguing yeah. about something. I don't care what. Just let them be in the same room and argue with each other. Well, I about think something. another thing that confuses me about her presence here is like, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I thought she was just in charge of the Task Force X. So I thought she was just in charge of like the bad guys. You know, I didn't, I had no idea she was also overwatching like these other superhero teams as well. Is the Suicide Squad a Task Force X? I thought they were just called Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad is Task Force X. Yeah, that's just another. Oh. The official name is Task Force X. Then this is their Unless Task I'm Force wrong. Z. I don't Unless know. I mean... <laughs> I'm ho- I'm wondering if we have listeners just screaming into their phones right now. Probably sure. I don't know. I'm sure they are. But They're that's like, that was my understanding was that Task Force X was her taking these uh, these bad guys that were that are held in prison and sending them on these missions. Yeah, that's well, what now... I thought that was. 
Luckily, now she's got control over two different types so of So now groups. she's, yeah, so now she's in charge of the like Justice the, yeah, Society? Maybe the difference is that now she can't blow up these guys' heads because these guys are supposedly for good, you know? Hawkman, I mean, Hawkman's pretty cool. He's, I, I personally, I thought the introduction to Hawkman was pretty awesome, the way they showed us him. He's like some billionaire that lives in Louisiana. I was like, he's what? Professor X. Why is he Professor he's, X? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he lives in a mansion with the thing and the jet comes out of the, the jet, ground. jet, yep. Ted, Ted, like X Men. Like what the fuck? That's Ted literally right. turns to me in the theater, goes, "Yeah, it's, it's X Men. This is it's Professor X's house." X-Men. And I go, "Oh yeah!" And then the it's, jet comes out. We're like, "Oh yeah!" It totally, <laughs> it's totally X Men. What the it heck? Looks like the same location. Oh man! But also, they, they he kind of has like a like his fashion style kind of gives me like a Wakanda kind of vibe to it. Mm. I was like, damn, like for half a second, he could have been Black Panther. But he's not. <laughs> he's Hawkman, baby. He's got a cool-ass hammer sort of thing. S- sledge with spikes. What do you call that? I don't even know what you call that. Not a mace. Is it a mace? Is it a, a mace? mace? It's a mace, yeah. It's a mace, a spiky old mace. Yeah. Powers. I, I just, I, yeah, I just don't know where these guys fall as far as like... Yeah, relevance in the stories of everything. Like, okay, this these guys seems like they've been around forever. Why yeah. haven't I, Why haven't I seen them before? Mm-hmm. I feel like to to me though, like they were straight into the point on who these heroes were. But the only problem was that they didn't flesh them out more as the scenes went on. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, "This is Hawkman. He's a really badass dude who doesn't take you no know, for an answer, and he fights and kicks your ass." This is Doctor Fate. He's mysterious, and he can look into the future, and he's super wise. So just he's your Gandalf. Then you got these two lover kids, teenagers, that might hit on each other, but then they don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's in a whole other. Yeah, I will say, I, I, leftovers, yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate the the efficiency, the economic nature of the introduction, though. This is this guy. This is what he does. This yeah. is what he does. This is who this person is. All right, let's go. Like, I yeah. do appreciate that. Like, okay, yeah. we're going to be sitting here with these guys, and we only got so much screen time to share with, you know, Black Adam himself. You know, okay, let's just do this. Let's just get right into it. This is what this guy does. This is what this person does. Whatever. All right. Also, may, may I just add that the JSA supposedly has, like, way more members than, like, these four to five guys. Um, they had so got, many more, I, so they only had so much time to be like, this is who they are, that's the point, let's yeah. move on so we can talk about Black Adam, because we know you're here for him, you know? You're not really here for the JSA the whole time. I it did is like, pre- oh, yeah, go ahead, Ted. I appreciated that, uh, and at the same time, I felt that that was a bit of a detriment to them as characters and caring about them. Um, yeah. But also, I think uh, Adam Smasher has a line about when he's talking to Cyclone about, uh, oh, like we're getting called up to the big leagues or, you know, we're finally part of this. So it made it seem like they were being rotated in to these, you know, spots and it's kind of like a tryout, a trial situation. Right. right. I did get that feeling too. Yeah. It, it, that's that part. Again, I do. I like that. They give you just enough information for you to go. Okay. Got it. These guys, and it was enough for me to go, okay, this seems to be a rotating team. They, the members come in and out. Cause they, they say things like, who do we got this time? Or, all right, oh, we, oh, we haven't seen him in a while. Oh, good to see him back. You know, that kind of thing. I kind of got the, um, like when we were like watching the Mission Impossible movies, like where they go through at the top of the movie, like who's going to be on the team in this movie. That's the kind mm. of vibe I got. Like, oh, okay, you know, he's back. Oh, okay, we haven't seen that person in a while. It was just that kind of vibe I got. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that instantly gave me this 
it gave me a lot of information with very little. So in that sense, that scene, I appreciated again just the 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 effectiveness of of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, moving on to our next scene here, we got Black Adam wakes up in Adriana's household and with her son Amon. Amon geeks out about superheroes to Black Adam while Black Adam tries to learn about the new age that he's in. Breaking through walls and flying outside to look at this large champion statue, he realizes that Amon tried to chase after him, and now he and his mother are being threatened by Intergang. Black Adam proceeds to beat the hell out of them. So, you know, I think one thing that's always in common with this movie that I always like is just him beating the hell out of people. Whenever he does it, I'm like, cool, that's awesome. Um, and I, I do like that, you know, when, when he first wakes up and he, like, breaks through that first wall, he sees the TV playing Clint Eastwood's movie with, like, all the cowboy stuff. And then they kind of do a callback to that when he's fighting Intergang in the very next yeah. scene. Um, so it's like he, he's learning, I guess, from <laughs> from this current day and age. So it's, it's good to know we've got a smart guy who's just very serious and doesn't really like to mess around. You know, he likes to just kill and move on. Um, Raul, what, what did you think about all this so far? I thought, yeah, I like, I like what you were saying about the, um, the kind of, he, you know, he sees this on TV and then he kind of applies it and stuff like that. I like that little shootout, uh, kind of allusion to like the Western films and stuff like that. Um, yeah, again, this is where we start seeing the, um, him bursting through walls a bunch of times. Right. And then starts, yeah. you know, kind of doing that thing again. And yeah. Like first I said, time I was, though, did you did you laugh the first time? I know I did, but <laughs> I did laugh the first. Well, like I said, it was funny. It was funny at first. Then it stopped being funny. Then it became funny again. Mm. But I don't like I said. I don't think that was their intention. But can um, I just add that the uh, all, all the cameo like little Easter eggs in that in Amon's bedroom were just all DC superhero stuff, and uh, they kept on. I guess they kept on blocking all the heroes' faces because they wanted you to focus on Black Adam or something, but. I saw that there was a Shazam statue right there, and Black Adam didn't say anything about it. He wasn't like, Shazam. Oh, that would have been a... hilarious if he said it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been whole body so for a second. <laughs> oh, wait, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> the whole house just comes down because he got hit by lightning. <laughs> oh, man, Amon gets killed. <laughs> I mean, been... that would have been great. I hated Amon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's if I remember correctly, I remember they were talking about, like, how do we get him to say Shazam? And I heard you, Ted, going, Hey, what's something that sounds like Bazam? And Black Adam goes, no, no, you got me. me. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh man. But I, th- I think the the whole taking it in that he's in this new day and age was really cool. Um, and to me, like something that I kept on pondering was like, what what is the story now? Like, what does he want to do now that he's out here? Like, what is the whole purpose? of him being here, which, you know, by the end of the movie, we figure that out. But I feel like at this moment, there wasn't really anywhere that we were going with it. He was just awake. That's all it was. And he's yeah. just scoping the scene to see what's going on around here. That, that's that's how I felt for a lot of the plot of this movie before we kind of realize where it takes a while before we realize, oh, OK, this is what we're heading to. This is mm. what we're, we're heading towards, because, yeah, with this scene and a lot of other scenes following it, I'm like, OK, where are we going here? What's what's Black Adam doing? What is, okay, he's awake now. Great. JSA are coming. He's okay, he's just trying he's flying around, he's staring at this statue. I'm it's just a lot of like me just kind of watching, going like, all right, 
waiting for the next thing to happen because there's nothing being given to me right now in this moment in time that's indicating where where anything is going. Mm. Uh, does that make any sense? I mean, yeah, no, that it's that's the that's the thing about you know we go back to the writing like they didn't they they didn't give us his real goal yet like he didn't know he doesn't know what he wants to do you know so it's yeah you're leaving the the audience in the dark as well because now we're like okay one of the most powerful guys on the planet is just happens to be awake and mad about everything so what do we yeah. do now you know um and you see him staring at the statue that's it's like all this stuff I'm just like okay now what and mm. we see him staring at the statue now like if we had talked about like if we had seen what had happened to him earlier in the flashback we would at least be spending less time thinking okay what's happening and more time thinking oh yeah he's think he's pondering about his son because he knows his right cuz uh, cuz for those scenes when he's just staring at the statue like i said i'm like what's what's happening right but also it's like you know when when the writing fails the the fun turning off your brain part turns on right where they're like you know it's it's fun moments with the little boy geeking out about superheroes to black adam whereas black adams is just like i don't give a crap about any about this this is this is all dumb i don't know why we're talking about this him breaking through the wall instead of going through doors like that was a cool introduction him destroying the tv and the uncle being funny responding to him like don't kill me is like oh that's cool too the the cowboy shootout with the zapping like they were just fun moments that were trying to make up for the bad writing and again, that's one of the reasons why I was like, I had a fun time seeing those moments, but I still agree. The writing was just not there. Yeah, Ted, I, was, you... I, I was rolling my eyes at a lot of that. Stuff <laughs> yeah, you well. were. Uh, I just, so this is very, like we were talking, to, it, it felt so much like Shazam and this, and this kid is just saying all this stuff. And then also on top of it, The Rock is completely Americanized as soon as he's out of this thing. It's it's a little jarring. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. Just so quick to to be like, what? I don't understand American culture, but I speak it. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, not Amer- you know, it's um, and, and obviously in a lot of these movies that are you know action based in other countries, people will just speak English so that they don't have to use subtitles. Right. Which I get, but it was a little. It, it felt a little just let's get this is the part where he's you know fish out of water and then um this is i i actually think this is where i left to go to the bathroom for about 20 <laughs> minutes um and i came back and i was like didn't miss the thing and i asked like, kevin did i miss anything he was like yeah it was the stuff that would have made you really like this movie and i was like I, I doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think you left a little later because you got to see the, the the first fight scene between the JSA and Black. Oh, Adam. this was before that. Okay. Yeah, yeah this I, was right before that. that. But as soon as that fight scene ended, yeah, that's when you went up to get go to the bathroom. It was just the chase scene. You missed Great the chase time scene. to go to a bathroom and but... movie right after a big fight scene. <laughs> the only thing that would have made this perfect for you is that one scene you missed. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, it, it is interesting though, to see the comparison with, uh, you know, Shazam and his friend who's, I'm, I'm forgetting the kid's name from Shazam, who's trying to help him be a superhero. I think it was like Jimmy or Timmy or something like that, where it's like, you see Shazam's storyline where he's like, oh, dude, you could be a superhero. Let's do it. And then they were like, yeah, I'm excited. Let's be a superhero. And then you look at black Adam and he's like, what? No, I don't want to do that. I just want to kill people and get everybody out of my way. And so yeah. I, they, they were trying to show us the comparisons between the two, but I feel like even then it just felt like something where it's like you didn't really need to do that. You know, like you, 
just seeing him murder people is enough to me to to know the difference between the two. You know, I, you almost didn't need the teenage kid doing anything really, except maybe the only <clears throat> plot point for him is just the idea of, oh, this kid reminds me of my son, and he's so hopeful, and that's the only thing that's keeping me going now. Well, they didn't really. That's it. If they even leaned into that, they like they didn't even seem to lean into that angle right. all that much. The only the thing that they really seemed to use the kid the most for was just as a simple plot device for getting kidnapped. Yeah. You know? And they if they that's had at the least part I missed. That's a yeah. Yeah. He the kidnap yeah, he was kidnapped and for me, that's kind of the only function he serves, you know. If there was any function any other function besides that, for example, the whole thing about reminding black adam of his own son they didn't really no. capitalize on that it no, didn't it's true they, they, they really could, did no they could have yeah they like oh totally you're of my son like yeah nothing he didn't say anything like that I, I, oh he, you remind me did, of somebody i know or i, I think or, yeah, yeah no that's true the, the, there was parts though where like the 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 teenager was like talking about kondok and was like oh look at my people they're still suffering you're the hero and he's like no dude i'm not i'm not the hero so like there was like something there of like to remind him of like what his next goal could be but he's like no dude that's not me like that's not what i do you're not my son you don't know that's dumb um but it was nice to see that like he would still stand up for his people when he sees the teenage son and his mother getting attacked by intergang what a terrible right. name i'm sorry intergang is such yeah, a bad name in, in, intergang <laughs> this is who came up with this, this i'm just picturing crazy. like some cool thugs being like egg hey, gangs you guys all here to hang out you know like they're just hanging out in the alleyways trying to beat people up. Like, that's what the gangs are? Like, ah, I don't know. I don't, inter -ga in, in, in international gang. In, uh, that's even, that's just as bad as Rampage. <laughs> that's so know. bad. I, I'm, I'm trying to give it something. I have no idea. Oh, man. Well, moving on here, you guys. We got uh, the, the JSA arrives in time to stop Adam from doing further destruction to the city and intergang's troops. A huge battle ensues between Black Adam and the JSA, with Adam being just strong enough to escape their grasp. I thought the whole fight sequence was badass, except one thing I think we've all agreed on is there's way too much slow motion in yeah. these fight sequences. They put in almost every single one. Like, the introduction to Black Adam, it was cool the first time when you see him in slow motion watching everything and just deflecting bullets. I was like, okay, cool. But then you do it again, and then again, and then again, and I'm like, it stops being cool after the third time, you know what I mean? But what did you guys think about all the battles? What, what's, what, what are you thinking? I think we should break down each character of the JSA. It's uh, a good idea. Because in the fight sequence, or in this fight sequence, yeah. especially is where we finally get to see them shine. You know, we had the setup where he's like, "I get big," and she's like, "I twirl or something." <laughs> <laughs> I <mean> wind, <laughs> earth, wind, fire, go planet. They're definitely <laughs> Captain Planet in disguise. Cyclone and Adam Smasher for me were like the just just tacked on just supposed to be funny and just were not um and she you know she's riding a bike up to this up to the the hawk mansion and it's like she has an iq of 166 and she's riding a bicycle wearing <laughs> this black and white what an idiot she should be driving a car idiot. <laughs> clearly doesn't uh, have a tesla that can't be that smart yeah. i mean <laughs> saving the environment come on man I'm Hawkman. Uh, just trust it. I'm ex like inexplicably <laughs> insanely rich. And I was just like, okay. Well, okay. What What did you think of Hawkman's abilities when he's fighting Black Adam? Like, how? What do you think of him? 
I thought that the mask looked a little ridiculous on him. I have to <laughs> have to be upfront with that one. He's trying to be serious and have these, like I felt like that he, you know, he can do the the helmet at will. You know, he like moves his head forward, kind of thing. He's trying to yell at Black Adam. Like, Come on, man! He's just got this. He- <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the screen grabbing, uh, like an inst- here. At, I don't know if I can share my screen, uh, but. I'm going to try. Oh, you've disabled it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, because we're sharing all the sounds. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's okay. It's a podcast anyway, so no one else can see it. (laughs) Probably probably better not to (laughs) share screens and just, you know, go ahead. But describe what you're looking at. uh, I'm looking at a man trying to be serious with a giant beak. You know, <laughs> just, you know, Aldous Hodge does a great job. He's a great actor. Um, I thought he was a, a little bit one note. He was just like, "We gotta stop this guy," and I, because, <laughs> and it's just okay. His wings looked cool. I mean, this is where the CGI really shines, is in Doctor Fate, yeah. and in these <clears throat> scenes in particular. I yeah. would say is like the fun and games part of the 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 movie. Um, and yeah, this 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 was cool. Like I like seeing the powers. Cyclone looked friggin' ridiculous <laughs> every time, and they had to slow her down into slow motion so you could see what the hell she was doing. Right, but they did was... it every time she showed up. <laughs> I will say, the first time I saw her doing her magic dance flow thing, I was like, "That's so silly! Like that looks yeah. really silly." But after a while, I feel like she was probably the only character where it was okay if they did slow motion with her. Because I was like, I need to see why she's, what is she trying to do right now? Like, other than just flip around in a circle over and over. Um, so I, I, after a while, it, she kind of grew on me. But uh, yeah, the, bro, what's up? It, it was the reverse for me. Like <laughs> the first the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, this is cool because we're getting to see her for the first time. So yeah, show me her doing the slow motion thing. But then after we kept seeing, they still kept doing the slow motion. It's like, okay, I get it. I get what she's doing now. The first couple times we saw her in slow motion, okay, cool, just so I could get the full picture of how her power set works, great. But then they kept doing it, so I didn't need to see it anymore after that. And I will go- say the it, yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead, you go ahead. No, I, I was gonna jump over to Hawkman if you still wanted to talk about. Oh, Cyclone. Oh, wait. I, I was just gonna say I, I love, I did love that she had this, uh, like the the power to just grab random objects with all her wind and just throw them and chuck them at Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like just the the amount of speed and force that those items had whenever they would hit, man, it just it just felt so satisfying watching those things. So yeah, like there there was there were parts of her that just felt so ridiculous. But I, I felt like it was a little balanced out by the fact that she did have badass attacks. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I, liked I, her power I let set, it slide. Yeah. yeah, her power set was pretty cool, she other than the dancing set. in a circle. Like, I, I do want to see her show up at a rave at some point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Otherwise, it's a missed opportunity. But, guy, what, what were you going to say about Hawkman? No, I was j- just jumping back to Hawkman. I actually didn't – I thought it was going to – because I've seen the posters and even in the trailers and stuff of uh, Hawkman and his getup, and I thought I was going to hate it so much, you know. And it does look – it does look a little ridiculous, but for some reason for me in the context of the movie and watching him like in the battle scenes, I don't know. It just kind of, that concern went away. It like, I went with it, you know, it's ridiculous. Anytime they're not fighting, like when the, when they, the battle is over and he's just standing there talking and he's still got the, the yeah. get up on, I'm like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. I don't know exactly. why. It's like when he's just standing and talking, I, I want him to remove the helmet. Exactly. But when he's fighting, it looks cool, you know, just, yeah. on, you know, in the mid, in the midst of all the battles and all that stuff. And they go, and then another thing about Hawkman I was going to say is that he has this intensity 
that's really cool at the beginning. It's like, oh my God, this guy means business. Like, yeah, he's, he definitely, for me, there was a, a little moment of like, okay, Black Adam, watch out because this guy doesn't look like he's going to stop. He's not going to quit. Would you, would you but, say he has a very Sam Wilson kind of vibe to him too? Like Captain America, Sam Wilson? Not, not really. He's like a, Sam Wilson this this Sam Wilson isn't as angry as this guy. That's a this good guy, point. This guy has like, I don't know. He's got like, he's so angry all the time and so intense. <laughs> you would think I, with all the millions and billions of dollars he seems to have, <laughs> money will so, not buy you happy. Hey man, talk well, to Batman. The, I don't know about well, that. That's the thing is like at first when we were first introduced to him, I'm like, okay, this is great. He's got this intensity. Okay, like watch out, Black Adam. Like this guy's, you know, could be formidable. Yeah. But then like that was his whole thing for the rest of the movie. Yeah, He's just an angry guy all the time. I felt so bad for him, especially as soon as he starts the fight with Black Adam, where he's like, oh, I'm going to hit you with my mace. And then Black Adam just like, boom, catches it, yeah. throws him, punches yeah. him to the wall. It's like, dude, you're just a bird to him. Like, yeah. that's all you are. He's just I, I feel this... so bad. He looks so cool. He, yeah. he fights so cool. He's so badass and tough. And he gets his ass handed to him over it gets and over Instantly, again. instantly all his badassness disappears because Black Adam just goes, no thanks. You know, no. like just Later little on slap. In the movie, a guy, gra- the, the villain, grabs him by the wings and he's just like a turtle, like, on you know, on its back. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's just like, what oh, do man. I do? Oh, <laughs> they grab my wings again. Yeah. I can't my wings. Anything, I think yeah. even uh, Black Adam mocks him in a line. I, it was in the trailer I didn't hear in the movie where he's like, I'm just going to tear, how about I tear your little wings off instead? <laughs> getting mocks the whole time and getting his yeah. and it's, No wonder he's angry. He's, no wonder he's so angry. Well, that's the thing. I fight. I thought this was going to be, I thought like we were introduced to him this way and then we would get to see other sides of him as the movie went on. But he just carried that whole, just, just gnashing his teeth and just that kind of grit the whole way through. I'm like, Jesus, this guy, like you said, Ted, <laughs> one dimensional, like he becomes one dimensional because we don't see any other sides of him show up after that let, let me play devil's advocate sad about dr fate you know? i was just about to bring that yeah, up let me, i okay. was gonna play devil's advocate and say he, his friendship with dr fate was something that was there but it just felt so much more subtle that it it didn't really i i felt like it wasn't like a bigger thing that he could have gone into like it, he should have is what i'm saying like i feel like they could have fleshed that out even more um but he was just I, I, you know what it felt like he's wolverine he's wolverine but as hawkman yeah, and just yeah. no claws in his hands. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. Like it, it was interesting that that's kind of the way he approached it, and there was this two-dimensional thing. But also, I want to go back to something you said, Raul, which hmm. was about the the mask. How like he always kept it on, and he only took it off when it was time to talk to people like outside of the fight. The opposite happens with Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate literally takes his mask off almost every Constantly. goddamn time in the battle. Let me just say. Dr. Fate is probably my favorite JSA member. He's yeah. the best one yeah, out of all by great. far. But, like, anytime he would take off his mask while he's talking, I couldn't help but feel like he's just doing this because he's Pierce Brosnan and he, he needs camera screen time. You know, like, they need to show his face because that man makes money, you know? Like, it didn't feel like there was a reason for him to really take that mask off and just be holding it around in the middle of battle. Like, dude, put it on. You're still fighting Black Adam. What are you doing? <laughs> but I will say... His powers were awesome. They were incredible. And for anybody, any of you listeners out there who are like, oh, Doctor Strange did it first. He may have done it first in the movies, but Doctor Fate 
was the first version of those two wizards. Uh. He was the first of his kind, and I think the reason Pierce Brosnan decided to do Dr. Fate was for two reasons. One was because in interviews he he's talked about money. Yeah, three reasons: <laughs> money. Uh, number two, in interviews he was like, "Oh, you know, I I saw uh you know Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, and when the producers told me that this is like an iteration of him, but cooler in the DCEU, he was like, "Yeah, I like that challenge. Let's do it." But I think reason number three is because of the spoiler alert, he dies in the end. So, you know, you only get to stick mm-hmm. around for one movie for the DCEU and get the hell out of there before anything else goes wrong, you know? So yeah. he did his job and he got the hell out of there. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense, though, that you'd have, he'd have to show his face as much as possible. I mean, the guy's pushing 70, yeah. you know? So it's oh, like, yeah. you know, you're going to get a lot of people like, is he really in the suit? Well, no, here, look, see, he's got his... He's got the helmet off. See, he's really Look how in the suit. Buff he is. He, he was really buffed out. Like, I was you know? like, damn, is that CGI? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> it was totally CGI. There's no way Pierce Brosnan worked out that hard. No, no way. This movie really fooled me. He really but, is in the suit. The, the suit looked the suit great. Looked great. I, his suit in particular. It does look great. Really it does awesome. look great. Yeah. And also just his powers, just like floating around doing all this cool, like mystical arm waving stuff. I was like, that, you know, even though this movie is cheesy. This is badass. Like, this looks so cool. And mm-hmm. the visual effects, man, we got to give props to those guys because they yep. nailed it for this character. I was a little confused about what his powers are. And obviously, with a, a wizard magician, it's sort of just whatever they want. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty a much. A lot of multiplying. A lot of multiplying. Yeah, he multiplied a lot. At one point, he sent Black Adam into a version of Kondok that was his time period. Yeah, I thought I thought that was gonna be like a flashback thing now, and then The Rock was just gonna go down and and see him his past self interacting with his kid or something like that. Like I thought that was gonna be one of those flesh out the scenes things. Yeah, yeah. And then instead, Black Adam just gets punched out I by, Black, by Hawkman. Just like an, yeah. I think that was meant to be just like an illusion. You know, yeah. he he wasn't really turning back time, but he was just put you know showing an illusion of what Condock used to look like. Dr. Fate has the Infinity Stones, he has the Reality Stone, and he has the Time Stone because he can see into the future and then change reality and make it all an illusion. That's pretty cool. Mm. I also, I I will mention this one thing, and and we got to move on to our next thing here, is that, uh, oh, we've got to talk about Atom Smasher, too. I was going to say, how do we Um, feel about Atom Smasher? When when they talked about, don't touch, uh, don't touch Dr. Fate's mask because it'll make your brain go crazy. Mm. I was like, that's kind of interesting that they mentioned that. And then later on in the story, someone's going to touch it. And you're like, wait, why doesn't his brain explode? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Was it a lie? Was it all? Were you lying to me? You know? <laughs> but anyways, back to Adam Smasher. Um, I thought, I think something I told you guys uh, when we went to watch the movie was I like the idea that Adam Smasher needs to eat food because of his metabolism and stuff like that. Very similar to the Flash and how his metabolism is very fast and whatever, but he needs food to nourish himself so that his body can grow better and he can hold it longer. Um, it was a cool way to differentiate himself from, you know, Ant-Man from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it, and I don't know, it kind of made him, it made sense to me by the end why he was pudgy. Because when I first saw him, I was like, they're going to get a pudgy dude like this like to be a superhero? Yeah, to work out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody else is so buff and ready to go, and this dude's just like eating potato chips. Like, what are you doing? But it made sense by the end. And also, his punch down like on, on Black Adam, like when he's getting all huge and whatever, I was like, damn, was cool. 
so badass. But I also like the fact that he's a little bit of Peter Parker from, like, Civil War, where, like, he still makes mm. mistakes. He accidentally crushes things when the battle's over. And he's yeah. like, oh, sorry, everybody. Like, all right, he's still a newbie. Let's Yeah, he's, let him he's giving off a, a very strong, I'm sorry, Mr. Stark vibe. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. I thought a lot of his jokes felt kind of flat, though. That was my only thing with him. I, I can't remember any up. of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> they're, they're not memorable. <laughs> no, no. It it's just up like in the ship, yeah. Um, which is inexplicably gigantic on the inside. <laughs> the ship, and then the detached thing, like the head of the language, comes off. You know, that's what it looked like. To me. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, it's a very there, very. There were some scenes in there where he was trying to drill up some sort of comedic relief and I was just like this is not well not the, this but I stuff, liked his presence yeah when he was big I did, I did too I like his power set and and all that but but I don't I'm not crazy about what they, it seemed like they were trying to do with him and cyclone like it was so broadcasted as soon as when they were introducing the team and they bring up both of them and I'm like all right they're totally gonna try and do some sort of romantic kind of thing and but they kind of do but they never really go there and so do you, do it's you what, think what do you, what are you doing guys do you think they're saving that for the next movie if there is a next movie why would I you don't see them again yeah i don't <laughs> just, that's it you just never see the romance ever flourish we're done with those guys we gotta get some new J- JSA members in here, you guys. <laughs> well, there's Wait, well, there's also, this guy, and then there's this girl, and they're around the same age. I guess we gotta make him kind of the romantic uh, interest. She was too smart for him. I I feel so bad for him because yeah. he oh, yeah. he was a charismatic character, but like he just wasn't memorable, or you know, I just I don't know. If I was her, I, I think she made the right choice in just being like, mm, I'm too smart for you. Bye, I'm out. Yeah. But also, was it just me or did his mask when he finally puts it on, it's just blue Deadpool? Yeah, that's what I I was gonna say. That. <laughs> yeah, I saw I yeah. saw a meme. This was like right after the trailers first started coming out. I saw a meme. It was like a a, a picture of of Adam Smasher, and the meme goes, "This dude makes one joke. The Deadpool comparisons won't ever stop." <laughs> yep. It's true. It's super yeah. true. But uh, why don't we move on to our next scene here, you guys? We got the uh, the JSA explains to Adriana that Adam was not a savior in his time, but instead a madman who was imprisoned rather than entombed. The JSA and Adriana work together to talk down Black Adam, but it only leads to more violence. Black Adam semi-agrees to work alongside them. Sort of. But while they're distracted, Amon, who's holding the Eternium Ethereum, Eternium Crown, is abducted by Intergang. Black Adam chases after them with the help of the JSA. Unfortunately, they fail to catch Ishmael, who turns out to be, spoiler alert, the leader of the Intergang? Whoa! Oh my god! Luckily for Black Adam and the JSA, Amon hid the crown at their house. Uh, so, yeah, so Ted was definitely not here for this scene, but he gets oh. the gist. <laughs> I was taking a shit. It was... <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. You know what, no, that, that deserves an applause. That, that's uh, a... <laughs> oh, you know, you know what, you just get an yeah, ooh. That's, right, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I was about to say, Raul and I were sitting in the theater going, damn, Ted's been gone for a long time. Yeah, I was like, is he okay? <laughs> we we almost <laughs> timed we timed the scene based on your poop, so <laughs> it was a very long scene. 
<laughs> a very long shit as well. <laughs> Black Adam, like, he was just flying from ship to ship trying to find Amon, being like, I got to find the kid. And, you know, it was nice to see that, you know, the JSA was trying to be friends with him. But, like, it was cool to see also just the comparison between the JSA's way of trying to solve things and Black Adam's way of solving things. He's like, let me right. just throw them all in the air. And Hawkman's like, no, let me save them. You can't keep doing this, dude. Come on. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, they miss Amon. But, you know, every time I just see Hawkman go, that's it, buddy. I'm going to fight you again. I'm over here like, oh, please, no. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. I'm going to hit you. No, don't do it. So hard. Ah, boom. Just gets punched across yeah. the room. Like, like have you on, not man. learned anything the first time? And you even, I mean, uh, uh, what's it? Dr. Fate, even he knows. He's like, here we go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's like teleporting to different chairs because like, he doesn't want to be gonna, part of the fight. I'm going to sit over <laughs> here. Like, he knows. Even he knows is ridiculous. But it, it was smart of the teenage kid, Amon, to hide the crown in the room as he was escaping from Integrate, Integrate, Intergang Inter- the first God, time. Every time we, I hate that name so it much. It is very bad. Every time I hear it, Intergang. Oh, I kiss. What kind can't. of gang are we? An international. That's, it's, that's so, come on. Jeez. Try like a little it. harder, guys. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, I, I think uh, the chase scene. Like I, it's weird. Ever ever since I've seen Boba Fett, like the series on Disney Plus, they had a chase scene in I think episode oh, three or yeah. four. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, the Vespas. Vespas. Yeah. The, yeah. the worst oh Vespa chase scene I've ever seen in Star oh, Wars, man. possibly in my life in Hollywood. Anything ever made. Anytime I see a chase scene, I compare it to that, and I'm like, if it's better than that, I'm okay with it. That, <laughs> it's a very low that, bar. It's a very low bar. So. You know, they. I thought this chase scene was just fine. It was. It was awesome. It was cool. And when he messes up, and when Black Adam realizes he didn't save the the teenage kid, I'm like, okay, it makes sense that he's just gonna be like, screw you, JSA. I don't want to work together now. Mm. Um, what about you guys? What What do you think of this? I like that. Well, I think there's something in this scene that shows up. But really, it's like in the, the whole movie in general. There is something there that they're trying to trying to go with this whole like, this whole notion of like killing people versus like you know it's like the whole daredevil versus punisher type thing right Mm. is the whole thing they're trying to bring up this idea well which is better like you know to stop these guys by killing them or no they should stand trial like the how the jsa believes and i think they were trying to go for something there but i feel like that whole conversation got lost in all the you know all the cgi-ness and all the craziness of the movie i feel like they had an opportunity to kind of capitalize on that a little bit and touch on that a little bit more, but mm. it just got lost with all the, all the fluff. You know what I mean? Yeah, Black Adam seemed to learn no lessons by the no. end. No, <laughs> literally rips a guy and <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Nothing. His whole point is just kill anybody that gets in my way of hurting my my friends at this yeah. point yep. and don't worry about the consequences that come after and the um, people of Gondok are also backing up this whole thing they're like yeah. well he got shit done i don't know that was a I, problem i mean that like we don't have anymore so <laughs> well i was going to say is <laughs> are, is he wrong like if i if i knew we were being enslaved right now and some guy just came up to start murdering all the baddies that we hated mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, yeah, cool. I've been a slave for, like, my yeah. whole life. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> I will say there is an attempt to try and – and I, I feel like I did pick up on this, like, the 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 allegory for, like, 
present day, like how America deals with, you know, international relationships in other countries and how we just go in. And I can't remember what the scene was. I think it was the the girl, I can't remember her name, but she oh, was talking Adriana. to Hawkman, yeah. you know, and like this whole conversation came up of this is not your country, you know, like yeah. how, like, wh- what makes you, you think guys? you can just come? Exactly. Where were you when this all went down? Where were you that we've been, we've been essentially enslaved for decades and decades. Why do you show up now? Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I do, I did think that was interesting and in like kind of holding up a mirror to, you know, our society and how we deal with, you know, you know, America, you know, in, in America going first. to other countries and kind of instilling their will on other countries. And it's like, you know, this isn't your country. You don't get a say here. Like, why do you think you can just show up and tell us how to do our things? So and it, yeah, it's also interesting because the JSA, like they're I guess their whole point is to help save the world kind of stuff. But really their, their initial reaction was, Oh boy, there, this guy's going to destroy the whole planet. America could be gone tomorrow. So it's like, it, it well, was yeah. more about America than it was for the planet. They right. kind of protect the yeah. establishment, you know, that's it's very like we have to protect the status quo and and it they kind of represent like imperialism as well. Because mm-hmm. like if they're defending the guys that are keeping these people enslaved, then really it's an arm of them, you know, and mm-hmm. so, right. like if you're coming to the aid of the, the bad guys, then it's it's an argument that gets brought up. And I don't think anything really comes of it um, other than like, well, that was it. You know, right. those people. People are dead, so let's move on. Um, but isn't yeah, it crazy? They're gonna, you know, the good guys are basically the bad guys to these people. You know, it's right. It's interesting. It's kind of crazy that it even makes us talk about this. It's almost like Black Adam is secretly genius writing. (laughs) (laughs) Genius! Oh, wait, can I also just say uh, the scene where Hawk... I keep wanting to say Black Hawk, and I'm like, that's incorrect. Very incorrect. There's a reason he's not called Black Hawk. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) We do not use that name. (laughs) Or Black Falcon for Sam Wilson. Oh, we've seen too many scenes about that. All right, um... But like when when Hawkman he's like we're superheroes we don't kill people and then the music goes bum 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 and then Dwayne the Rock Johnson goes well I do it's yeah. just like oh man that was so 2005 like yeah. that's to me like if, if it wasn't clear that there's like this fight between the two like their viewpoints like that's the only clear point of view right there right like, you think this way. Well, I think this way. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on now. Chasing. Let's go do that now. <laughs> they don't They don't sit on it long enough for us to really think about it and right. have this conversation that could have been had a lot quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm overall... Can yeah. I just can I just say really quick? I do like the joke that they carry over about the the um the catchphrases because I I do like the part where he like threw the guy and he's like, uh, tell him that the man in black. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, just uh, he's like, oh, true. let me get it in really quick. I do like that they continue that. Ted was pooping during that scene. He doesn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't see? That. No, he didn't see that scene. He was pooping. I think you would have chuckled. I think you would have chuckled at that part, Ted. Yeah, I think yeah. That, yeah. And, and they did it. You know, there is like the the magic of three. You know, every time you make that joke, you got to do it three times at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they save it for the end, it was like, ah, okay. The you knew he was coming back at the end. You knew he was finally going to yeah. get it right at the very end, like kill very, the big boss. Very Terminator 2 with, uh, yeah. you know, cool. Vista, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, what was the other thing that he said to him, though? He was like, you got it, dude. Where, 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 fist bump. I can't remember. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I uh, 
I don't, I don't remember. Uh, it's okay. It's whatever. That's all I remember is hasta la vista. Uh, he yeah. tries to teach him something, and he tries to learn it, but... Chill it's out. Hard. He's like, chill out, dickwad, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's move on to our next scene here. We got a... Uh, uh, what, what do we have here? Uh, Adam, Adriana, and the JSA intend to use the crown to trade for Amon. They reach Ishmael, who reveals that he is the last descendant of King Ashitakataton, and with waiting his rightful place in the throne, demands the, the crown, which Adriana willingly gives to save Amon's life. Ishmael betrays his part of the deal and shoots at Amon and Adam, trying to save Amon, loses control again, and destroys the hideout with his power, killing Ishmael. Okay, so that that was that was a whole bunch of what, um, I think this this is probably the only scene that to me took me by surprise, because Ishmael is like I'm purposefully trying to get killed right now because I know that this is the only way for me to gain the powers of Sabak, um, but you know I th- I also thought the stakes were high in this scene. It was probably one of the only scenes that to me was like oh shit like I. I hope they kill the teenage son. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kill him, man. <laughs> that kid. After I think after that scene, after the chase scene, we didn't need him anymore. That was it. Like we're good. We're we can move on. No, no they did. He has to do this. He has to. Oh, the, the stupid hand thing. The, oh man. To get the thirty extras. To come right <laughs> so dumb. that's all he needed to do, man. That's that was all. such cheese. So much cheese. Such cheese. We'll get uh, to that, but uh, they had, they had this for, in this scene. They're they're like, nope, can't get to us, Black Adam. <laughs> we made a force field of <laughs> That it, it felt very uh uh, what's the name? The like Lex Luthor, Superman yeah. one kind of vibe. Yeah. Where it's like, aha, you fell in for our trap. We have a shield that you can't break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, two D villain. What didn't do we the, have to do? Didn't the new Hellraiser do something like that too? Oh yeah, bro- yeah, 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 they definitely did. You can't get past my hate- shield. <laughs> Not yeah. without our force field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just so it's it's so much evil two D cartoon character kind of villain. Um, <laughs> this was one of those scenes where it's like, oh, the twist, and it's like, oh, you mean to tell me that the sketchy guy is the main bad guy of this movie? Oh, what? Dude, I did not see that coming. Crazy. I, and then, cause, and then, cause, then when he destroys the whole place, you're like, well, he's not dead, obviously, because the movie's not done. Yeah. I will say one of my favorite things about that scene, though, was once Black Adam was like, I'm blowing up with lightning. Um. All the JSA members were just, you know, they their training kicked in, and they're like, protect the civilians, protect the civilians. And yeah. they all went in and, like, used their powers in a specific way to prevent the civilians from getting killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it was just something that was looked over because we were just, like, trying to move on to the next scene. But, like, hey, like, it's badass. And, it, you know, I'm, I'm a nerd, and I like anime. It makes me think of... My Hero Academia, and that's something that they're yeah. trained to do mm-hmm. in their school and whatever. And so when that scene happened, I was like, well, they, they definitely went to school for all this stuff. That's so cool. It's just such an instinct. Yes, I have Ted. a question. Is Hawkman, does he have special powers beyond his wingsuit? Or is that, is that a wingsuit, or is that an extension of his powers? I think he's literally... Is he immortal? Is he like a Bruce Wayne type? I think he's, I think he's like a Bruce Wayne type. I think his power is that he's rich. Is I mean, it? I don't. Maybe I don't his know. suit. Maybe his suit gives him the strength, like the I'm mask. Not, yeah, I'm know. not well versed in the lore of DC as much as I am Marvel, and yeah. and I don't really know a lot about Hawkman except 
Because Hawkman takes a beating and never a scratch on him. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. It must be yeah. some really good metal. I, I, yeah, I think my, my brain kind of just assumed that. Like, his metal is, like, powering his suit kind of thing. Or is it maybe like, it's, like, the, the the mace is, like, a magical mace or something? Maybe that is, too, like there's yeah. some magic involved with him. There has to be. Yeah, because he, he was hitting Black Adam pretty hard, too. Like, there was, there was yeah. some heavy punches that he threw in they there. They seem kind of equally matched, if not Black Adam more so. But, like, he's, you know... A capable opponent. Well, if that's the yeah. case, they never they never mention it. In they the never movie. mention it. You never it. say anything about him having any other special abilities other than he's rich and he has this hawk suit. Yeah, right. It's made out of some type of metal we don't know of, but yeah. Yeah, that was very was, magical, blah, blah, just glossed over. Yeah. It was Batman, uh, Black Panther, and Thor combined into one. Yeah, that's what he was. <laughs> I did like when his when he did the thing and and his mace became an axe. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty badass. Yeah. Like that. That's another thing where it's like it made me more interested to see more of him later. Like if they wanted to do a Hawkman movie, I'd be down to watch it. I yeah. think I would love to see him get fleshed out way more and and see what his background story is. How did he become a millionaire? That's crazy. That's, that's the thing is this is a Black Adam movie, but it's like it's kind of he has to share so much screen time and story with the justice society and there's so many characters we have to introduce in this movie yeah and it's just like it's hard to balance who do you give the screen time to so it's like you sometimes it feels like a black adam movie but sometimes it feels like a jsa movie and it really kind of stumbles for me uh, but you know what though you take the jsa out of this equation black adam kind of falls flat because he doesn't really have any motivation outside of getting summoned Right, and then like what? So now he's summoned, and now he's like, "What is he gonna do? Like, just gonna fight me?" You know? Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of weak. But... Like, it is nice that by the end of the movie, he figures out like, "Oh, I I want to protect uh, Kondak and and be its I guess semi ruler." Um, but as long as I'm here, it'll always be protected. That's my John Wayne impression. John Wayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. God damn it, Kevin. Your words today. I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson. John Wayne The Rock Johnson. He he hates those pilgrims, you know? That's just, that's just how that works. Um, wait, no, but you, wait, go back. Say the thing you just said recently, though, because I, I, I was about to say something else, and it totally, I just went off rail just now. Who? Uh, it was, uh, I think you, Raul. What did I what did I say? Ah, you know what? Never mind. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No worries. Oh, where he's gonna become the savior of Kondak and all that, or? Oh no, it's okay. Let's move on. We'll move on here. If I remember, it'll be it'll back to the scripts. Yeah, back to the scripts. (laughs) What happened in our next scene here? Uh, Guilt-ridden, Adam flees to Acton's ruins while Hawkman follows suit. He reveals to the latter that legends of Kandak's champion have been told incorrectly. It was Adam's son, Hurut, who was granted the powers of Shazam and become became Kandak's champion. Knowing that Hurut was invincible. Uh, Akton's assassins were instructed to execute Hurut's family, including Adam and Hurut's mother. When Hurut finds Adam in critical condition, he bestows the power of Shazam on him to save his life, believing that Adam will be the hero Kandak needs. Akton's assassins kill the now-mortal Hurut, causing an enraged Adam to slaughter all the king's men and inadvertently bring destruction to Kandak. Subsequently, Adam is summoned by the Council of Wizards to the Rock of Eternity and imprisoned within. Can you imagine the wizards just being like, who the hell are you? We're, you're not the guy we entrusted. Yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> I leave like... for five minutes, and now this guy's <laughs> got the powers of Shazam. 
Man, Doesn't he say something like, we made a mistake? I'm like, <laughs> no, you didn't. The son reneged on the deal. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn it! We, well, maybe their mistake was trusting him, the the son, yeah. to give his powers like that. Why the hell did we trust this kid to do that? There was, that, I don't know. That's yeah. on them. <laughs> that is definitely the on son them. Di- the son is dying is supposed to be like a big, you know, uh, moving thing yeah. that that just breaks him and causes him to just kill all these people. But it was like kind of unintentionally funny because it was like, damn, give the powers. <laughs> <laughs> like suddenly out of nowhere just hit with a bow like bow and arrow it's like what the that, fuck were these guys just waiting like what is like, going yeah like the timing <laughs> the, ti- the timing was almost comedic yeah 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 that arrow just coming right on in man it was too much it, it, i mean like in my mind i was like okay so the, it was all a trap they were trying to kill the parents because they knew that it would attract the champion to show up but how did they know that the champion would power down you know like right that couldn't have been like part of the plan they were probably just like let's keep an eye on him and if he wants to mess us all up afterwards we're screwed like what did you think was gonna happen did you really think he was gonna power down from that that's crazy he's in kid mode shoot him (laughs) (laughs) kill the child yeah and again this would have been I don't know this would have been even more impactful I think if they hadn't ruined it in the trailers Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, like they just, yeah. you knew this was, in fact, I think before, the, the night before we all watched it together, Luisa was like asking me, my wife, Luisa, she was like, so you guys are watching this Black Adam movie? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, do you know any anything about Black Adam? I'm like, yeah, I think like his son dies and then he gets like <laughs> vengeful and so and, like, I had already known that yeah, from the yeah. trailers and yep. stuff. Like, so that's what I told her. And so then watching the movie, I'm like, Oh no, is that not what happened? How do why do I know that? How come I, I that must have been in the trailers? Yep. They just it was just oh it was an unnecessary misdirect, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I put it in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, it's as they were explaining it, I was like, I know. And then this happened. I know. And then I became uh, we know. Everybody here knows. What are you doing? Come on, man. Oh man. But anyways, on to our next scene, because I'm pretty sure we've already talked about this part plenty. Um, Feeling incapable of becoming a true hero, Adam surrenders to the JSA, who take him to a Task Task Force X black site. Soon after, fate sees an ominous premonition of Hawkman's impending death again. As the group returns to the city, they realize Ishmael intentionally made Adam kill him while he was wearing the crown of Sabak so that he could be reborn as the host of the demon Sabak himself, who then arises from the underworld to claim his throne. You know, I, I'll say this. I'm, I grew up Catholic, and the thought of seeing <laughs> Satan come to life in a movie does give me, like, goosebumps. And Ay, Dios I, mío! But yeah, I was like, "Ay, Dios mío, el Padre Espíritu Santo." Um, but as soon as I saw like freaking devils, Beelzebub, and all these other people from the Ay, Diablo, I was like, "Yo, like my goosebumps are like going up right now. This is crazy. Cool. My like hair is lifted. They look so badass. Like the the design. Whoever did the visuals for all these devil like characters nailed it. Because it made me go, "Whoa." But other than that, the 2D, they're all just two-dimensional characters. I'm the bad devil. (laughs) I'm the 
I'm the other de bad devil. <laughs> we yeah. give you the power to be a bad devil. <laughs> now I'm Sabak, the third bad devil. It's like, all right, we get it. You guys are bad devils. Okay. But it I does look pretty cool. Is it crazy I, that I didn't like the CG on this character? Oh, like, you didn't? I oh, didn't. When well, he, Sabak when he, himself, like, Sabak. when he's... Yeah, yeah, when when he's well, out in talk, the daylight, like when he's in the daylight, it's like, eh, it's what are you guys talking about then? When he first talking, goes to hell, when he first oh. goes to hell, yeah, and oh, yeah. everything's Satan, because actual Satan, because you, know. you know, like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. they always that say is cool. like yeah. when when you do CGI in the dark, it's a lot easier to hide all the shitty quality of it, yeah, because you know there's less to look at, there's less lighting on it, so right. the focus isn't as heavily imprinted on the screen, you know? Um, but then again, when you see Sabak in the daylight, you're like, oh, God, it right. should have worked on that a little bit more. Yeah. But it was, the concept was really cool. Yeah. Like, I thought no, the concept for, was awesome. Yeah, I agree. No, for that scene, when he was actually in the underworld or hell or wherever, yeah, that all looked cool. Yeah. yeah. The, I'm and, talking about, like, when he actually transforms into Sabak himself. Yeah, he looks terrible. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the villain in the third act was terrible. I, one thing I say before, I want to say before we move on, I guess the when they go into hell, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I felt like, oh, this was definitely made by, like, uh, God-fearing Christians, is that, like, <laughs> yeah. it goes upside, like, it goes into the underworld, <laughs> and they're all upside down like this at first, and then oh, the yeah. camera writes itself. Dude. You know, doesn't it do that? It's like, it the does, idea yeah. that, that hell is just upside down for it's us. It's the upside down, <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, I... I Stranger Things, yeah. Instantly... Yeah, yeah. I instantly just see my mom going, the moment you see all the devils and Satan and fire. I was like, man, this was literally made to scare Catholics and Christians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Boycott this film. <laughs> now, yeah, also, um, let me just say, I'm a bad Catholic. I don't go to church very often, but that shit is still in, like ingrained in my brain ingrained, when I see things man. like that. I get so triggered. I'm like, oh, shit. It's just carry, you, you carry it for the rest of your life. I swear to God, after we Catholic left the movie guilt. theater, I was like, I should probably go to church this Sunday. <laughs> how, how many weeks has it been? Jesus Christ. It reminds it no me of uh, Spawn in, back in the 90s. Uh, yeah. Island. Yeah, because we do get a Satan down there, and he's like true. a dragon-looking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, oh, this is kind of reminds me of that. Because when I was a kid, I remember thinking, it's Satan. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was into it. <laughs> well, and if you think that was badass, our next scene. Uh, there's my bird. I'm so sorry, everybody. Oh, our next scene, Sabak summons his Legion of Hell, clearly with his burp powers, to terrorize Kondok. But Aman, alongside Adriana and Kareem, rallies the people of Kondok to repel them. The so <laughs> let me is... just, I'm just laughing about that now, but let me keep going. The JSA <laughs> prepares to face Sabak in Octon's ruins, but fate creates a magical force field that forbids Hawkman, Cyclone, and Atom Smasher from entering and reveals that Hawkman's death can be avoided with his own sacrifice. Fate then fights Sabak alone and at the same time uses an astral projection to release Atom. Sabak kills fate, causing the force field to disappear and allowing the others to fight. All right, Ted, I know you're thinking about something. What do you got for me? The, okay, so, <laughs> so the, there's the whole thing where we, we know that he's not telling Hawkman about his death, and then he tells mm. him, finally. And Hawkman's like, good, I've always wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, great. 
And by the way, the vision that he sees happens anyways. After. It happened just like he saw it. Yep. It happens but does it like happen? But it happens differently. Uh, really, Doctor Fade. Language. Out. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of editing to do, Kevin. Very, yeah, very much so. <laughs> so uh, the force field thing, really dumb looking. Um, him. When this is when Dr. Fate looked really his coolest when he was doing all this stuff and mm. simultaneously, you know, using his powers. What I didn't like was when the rock uh, escapes in his skinny body with the face uh, <laughs> superimposed on it and, yeah. and kicks the crap out of all these guys. Yes. With his weak body. Like he's still got, he's still OP. Yeah. And then he goes into this water. <laughs> OP. He's still OP. <laughs> He'd like drown. He's like drowning. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just say Shazam when you were in the thicket? Like, the, the Shazam. Do, do they have to hear it? Like, yeah. If you could just say I, Shazam reason, wherever, you know. Like, why did you have to swim? You're clearly not gonna make it. Like, well, he didn't take his mask off until after he got into the water. I don't. I why, why didn't you? Yeah, you didn't need yes. to take it off. Rip it off and yeah. say it. Take it off and say Shazam. Also, fly up. You know, what's this thing with the, oh, was he going to drown? I'm like, he did drown. He should have. Yeah. But like, instead, it's just like the water peaks in his mouth. Shazam. <laughs> also, also, so he's not, he doesn't have his powers now, right? He doesn't have his powers yet. No. But yet he still has this ability to just like, like ninja his way around and kick kick the shit out of these guys like why <laughs> why is he still able to fight the way he fights without his body is thousands yeah. of years old i was amazed that when he said shazam <laughs> he didn't like crumble you know like there were yeah. multiple moments where he should have died in that sequence oh, yeah <laughs> and he just didn't but, why but, is he, but how cool was it guys yeah, take the shazam <laughs> powers away how is he still a really good fighter like you didn't see this before in the flashbacks to me, like before to he me, got the powers bestowed upon him, like he wasn't like this badass fighter before. No. I Where think, is this I think it was from? it was the power of friendship that made him want to uh, get out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so okay, that that segues me into the idea that to me that scene, the reason why I enjoyed it was because of the editing. Like, yes, I was just saying earlier that the editing sucked, but this one <laughs> scene, the editing was so cheese, and you oh, hear Doctor Fate going. The world is counting on you. You have two choices, Black Adam. You can either be the ruler of this world or its savior. Ba 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 ba. With him like fighting people, like dun, dun, zooming dun. in on his face, looking like Tony Stark and everything. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> all these like badass <laughs> like. I'm the hero of this story. Like oh. that to me, I was like, the only reason I'm letting this slide is because Doctor Fate is such a badass and he's making such a cool monologue right now. Like he's his speech is so badass. So I'll allow it, but also can you can we just acknowledge that when uh, when Black Adam is in the water, just he's just floating there, drowning. <laughs> it it was literally a callback to Superman for Man of Steel. When when Henry Cavill's Man of Steel was was happening, and he's in the water after he saves all those people, I was I did like, think about that. Yeah, yeah, like there was like that little correlation. Although the difference is that. Shazam or Black Adam didn't just save anybody. He just beat the shit out of all these dudes he and then the drowned. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah. Henry Cavill Superman just saved all these guys from a fire and then he fell thinking to himself, why did I save these people? Am I doing the right thing? This other guy's like, screw all these inner gang guys. Goddamn. Yeah. Or Task Force X guys. Um, but also going back to the to the Doctor Fate looking into the future, seeing the death of Hawk Man, Hawkeye. Dang it, Hawk Hawkman. Man. Yeah. Hawkman. I'm oh these universes are confusing me. Um <laughs> the the way I saw it was like 
he saw the future, he saw different possibilities of Hawkman getting killed and was like, okay, if I don't go in, I'll get, you know, Hawkman will literally die that way. But if I do go in, Hawkman will use my helmet and fake that death so it looks like that's the same death. And so I was like, okay, that, that's the only way in my brain that that made sense. But there was a part of me that did question, what was the point of him killing himself then? But Dr. Fate, there's always uh, there's always possibilities of fate, different changes of the future, man. But I do hope that the mask of Dr. Fate continues to move on to the next person because I want to see more of Dr. Fate as a character, like just that superpower, that mm. superhero, because it was he was so badass and you killed him mm. in the first movie. That's such ah. I will I mean, say I did I, I I didn't I didn't really get to talk uh, a lot about Doctor Fate as much as I wanted, but I really just want to say that I really liked Pierce Brosnan specifically in this movie as this character because I did feel like he, of all the actors in this movie, he did bring like other than The Rock, like he brings this kind of gravitas and a more groundedness to this to this movie that a lot of the other characters don't really bring, but because it's Pierce Brosnan. Um, you know, he's a veteran, you know, he's, he's, he brings this gravity to mm. the whole movie and kind of grounds a little bit more, you know, when it's getting all kind of crazy. So I do appreciate that about Pierce Brosnan, uh, in this movie. And even he, had, but <clears throat> where he's saying some really cheesy lines and, and I know I can just see it in yeah. his eyes that he's thinking, just focus on the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but he's fair, able to pull those lines off, I think. At yeah. least for oh, me. Yeah. He's, Pierce Brosnan is great. He, no matter what yeah, he did on screen, yeah. I, every time he showed up on screen, I was interested in him. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I'll say just as one last thing, we got to move on here, yep. is uh, the, just the Legion of Hell terrorizing Kondok and all the people going, like the teenage boy going, we have to stand up for what's right with the triangle I, man thing. Yeah. We have oh, to believe. Dumb. Believe. He was I like, was just like, him. kill him first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't the understand. The skeleton people, just kill him. He made a triangle with his hand. We must fight. Episode, so I also right. the fact that like the same the same civilians from like the beginning of the movie were the same ones that showed up at the end in the yeah, same the yeah. same spots they all walked in on the same yeah. position. Oh, were they really? Yeah, yeah, and they're like, yeah, let's listen to him. <laughs> and then, so come on, guys. I I do like also that Doctor Fate had you know the uncle. He he tried to save the uncle and was like, hey, don't worry, you're not gonna die yet from this bullet wound. Uh, you're actually going to die from electricity. But I'm an, en- an electric engineer. All right, well, whatever. And then this fight sequence happens, and he's like, I'm here to fight some skeletons. Don't worry, I'm not going to die, because I die from thunder. Whoa! <laughs> like, all right, that's that's pretty funny. Like, that's cool. But the fact that they hit these skeletons with one swing, and that just turns them into dust, yeah. I was like, damn, that is the worst Legion of Hell. Oh, man. <laughs> They're, oh, the that's bat- pipe. <laughs> they're, they're the battle droids from Phantom Menace. I mean, exactly. That's exactly what they, they were. And then when, yeah, and then when uh, Sabak gets killed, they all go to dust. That's what I thought of. I, I thought of, they are broken. <laughs> <laughs> I will summon the shittiest army of all time. <laughs> they're made of with one foul swoop. <laughs> they're not even skeletons. They're just literally made of dirt. Like, that's yeah. why they fall to dust so quickly. <laughs> we can take them, guys. Who I'm has to sneeze? Sure, I don't think I see. I saw a single conduct like civilian get killed by those guys either. So no. it was, 
It's kind of lame. <laughs> no, no stakes. No but stakes. it was it was kind of cool to see like Condog. They're standing up for their own people and their own country, and they're trying to do what's right. But I'm like, damn, is that all 35 of Condog's people? Like that's yeah, it is kind of crazy. Condog <laughs> population 35. 35. Took the, just took the same 35 extra. Possibly 34 <laughs> in the next movie. <laughs> but so we got our next scene here. We got a uh, Justice Sabak is about to kill the JSA. Uh, Adam arrives and engages Sabak, ultimately killing him, ripping him in half. The JSA departs on good terms with Adam, who accepts his new role as protector and ruler of uh, Kondok, and he destroys that cool throne, doesn't let the you know anybody else take it, while also adopting his name, Black Adam, officially. Um, what did you guys think about this ending fight sequence with Sabak? Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> you knew he was going to win. Like, yeah, you knew man. this is just like, let's beat the devil. And every Christian went, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, carrying him apart was fun. I was going to say, the that was pretty cool. Caught me off guard. He just like takes him by the horns and like splits him in half. And like, you see all the tendrils and all that stuff coming out. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, oh, he's doing this. Like, they're going there. Perhaps it's that another reason shocking. why. The writing was genius because it was a metaphor for Black Adam getting rid of his sins and just You're ripping just him away. Reaching. You, know? <laughs> you are so reaching right now. Uh. No. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, the the fight sequence, I was like, okay, just give me a big CGI battle sequence and let's get it over with. But yeah. how are you? How are we going to close this storyline with Black Adam? Like, how does is he just going to be? Like the ruler, that's it. Like, there's no president and Kondak. It's just him. Yeah, just telling people how to live their lives in this country. Is that how it's gonna work? Yeah. How's the government being established here now? Like with with him, I guess ruling. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I will sit in this chair now, and you can ask me. They, they don't really delve into the. Uh, like, the, does the, he believe how, in the, democracy? The political or? structure of Kondak yeah. very much. They don't really. <laughs> Are we just, we're just going to let him, okay, we're, he's, yeah, this he's is our ruler right. now. He's yep. got a cape now, too, so now he's, he's like, super cool. He's got a, he has to be our ruler. He's got a cape. <laughs> right. He's, when he resummoned Shazam, he had a different costume. Yeah, he's, like, he's got, oh, he's got a cape. Now, now I'm a different kind of hero, an anti-hero. Like, all right, well, you know. Well, he accepts his role, right? He was, he was like, I'm not a hero, and then finally he accepts his role as hero, so he's like, well, I guess I need a cape. Yeah. Heroes, heroes have to wear capes. I was selecting my costume when I'm non Shazam form. <laughs> uh, I was really thinking about it. Mix it up this time. <laughs> it's kind of sad that there's only one wizard left too in in this wor- world of Shazam. You know, and when he gets this power back, I wonder if that one wizard's like, "Wait, what the hell? Why? How did you? You're summoning my powers right now? Who are you? I thought you were gone for like 5,000 years. Mm, yeah. Are you that same dick we imprisoned? What the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you get out? Yeah. Why don't yeah. they show up be like, whoa, we noticed. Like, shit. <laughs> how, how, do you guys think this is going to connect in some way in Shazam 2? Like, do you think Shazam's going to have any interaction whatsoever with Black Adam in the next movie for him? Because Probably not. I just feel like there's such a disconnect right now from this uh, character that's literally integrated with who Black yeah. Adam is. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see an end credit sequence in Shazam where they're like, oh, by the way, you got one more problem to deal with, buddy. It's Black Adam. Shazam, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it? To be continued. Hasn't, um, hasn't The Rock been going out 
in interviews and things like that, talking about this movie, saying that this will be like, this movie is going to be like a turning point or like a, 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 a new era, a, a new era, a starting off point, right? Yeah. So if we're looking at it this way, this doesn't tell me anything. No. Okay. This is this movie happened. We're left at the end of this movie going, okay, what? He's gonna Superman's gonna come and they're gonna fight at some point. Pretty I, okay. much. Okay. I don't I mean, know. That's all I have. That's all I, I have. I think. I think that you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's been heard in interviews to say like he doesn't want to just go directly into Superman versus uh, Black Adam because he knows that's what we want like right now. But right. it's too easy. It's too easy to just give us that. Give us a build up and then show us the the fight between the two, or even better, throw Shazam in there and make it Shazam versus Superman versus Black Adam and like maybe Superman's trying to teach Shazam how to be a hero while they're fighting Black Adam and trying to uplift Shazam so that Shazam can step up and be the real winner of this battle. Like it's not about Superman versus Black Adam. It's about Shazam being needing to find out who he is as a hero. Mm. Those think, are my theories. I think you I think you probably thought harder about this than anybody at DC has, honestly. Probably, <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah. Well, last but not least, we got our end credits, mid-credits scene, which is uh, Waller, Amanda Waller, warns a defiant Adam to never leave Kandak, then reveals she asks Superman for a favor to drop by. Ba, 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 ba. Superman suggests the two of them should talk, and we're left with end credits. I, I mean, let's be honest. That that was like the elephant in the room that everybody already knew about, and yeah. I think yeah. we were all just ready to show him already because it's like, yeah, we know Henry Cavill's here. Just yeah. give him to us and make it awesome. And boy, did they deliver, in my opinion, because they gave us the the curly haired. Freaking Clark Kent Superman yeah. and his yeah, he's suit got the was curl. he's got the Superman curl now and his suit yeah. was brighter colored with the nicer blue with the you know popping out red like man it looks so cool it looks so badass um, I will say one thing is that as much as I think he's he's like the perfect Superman in my eyes he he did seem a little a little older he had a couple of wrinkles on his face yeah. a little bit i mean these guys are you know well dc is trying to figure their shit out their actors are going to age out of these roles you know yeah like, yeah and, uh, shazam that guy um, last time anyway. last time we saw henry cavill as superman it was what was it justice league 2017 yeah i think that so. was the last time because we don't count we're not counting peacemaker because you don't even see him he's all in silhouette but Jesus, yeah, 2017, five years. Five years. Five years, and you know this is the next time we see Henry Cavill back as Superman. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to see that. Yes, they're sticking with Henry Cavill as Superman. That's yeah. good to see, because yeah. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I, I love his version of Superman. So it's, honestly, it's, it's a little confusing. So the whole thing with Justice League and then splintering off, and now all the trouble with, uh. The Flash um, mm -hmm. is is that it's so disjointed if they don't hit a major reset for all the characters, mm. and having super having Henry Cavill on while I think it's awesome is still holding on to that sort of broken yeah you know Whedon uh, Snyder verse yeah you know it's sending mixed signals yeah which yeah is stuff that Kevin and I we've been talking about that for a while is like we don't know what they're going to they don't they don't know what they're going to do and they have not 
conveyed to us which direction they're going in. They have not made a clear, hard decision on any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. That's yeah. that's kind of what it feels like right now. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think if, you know, because I know they've also been talking about the sequel to Man of Steel as a possibility yeah. now that this is you know, been presented to us. If you guys had to see a new Superman movie, would you want it to be called Man of Steel 2? Or would it be better to just scrap that name and go for Superman as the main title? Sure. Why not? Superman. Yeah, I like that. Like, I, I feel I like don't, it's, yeah. a, it's a good way to just say, hey, listen, we know this is the same actor, but this is a new universe we're starting now. Like, we're trying to forget about the old stuff into the new. You I know? was going to say, if they are trying to go with this kind of soft reboot of the of the universe, um, I feel like they might want to try and stay away from Man of Steel, right? Yeah. Probably use some different title. Yeah, why not Superman? Just call it Superman. Just call yeah. it Superman. I, th I think seeing Henry Cavill in a new appearance as Superman just kind of gave me this huge flash of ideas of, <laughs> flash of, I see what I did there, um, <laughs> of ideas where it's like, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to go back to the Snyderverse and treat them as if they're still in that universe. We can, you know, again, talking about Marvel with their multiverse stuff, we just kind of assume that there's multiverse now in the DCEU because Marvel has made it easy for us to kind of accept that. Um, so if we bring back Gal Gadot and bring back Aquaman and all these other actors, maybe not Ezra Miller because he might be in prison, but, you know, <laughs> if you if you bring hey. back these actors, then... You know, yeah. just give them new appearances, give them new storylines that don't connect as much anymore to the old universe. Maybe there was a time split after the Snyderverse cut of the Justice League movie came out, and now there's different timelines. And then now, maybe, because this is a new era of DC, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson it could introduce us to the evil Justice League from that Snyder timeline coming to meet the current new era of the Justice League, and then they fight it off, and then everybody kills each other. It'll be great. And also, uh, in the Flash TV show, they've—I I know that Earth Two is a thing. Mm -hmm. They have—they have a multiverse in the DC. Like that's been a thing for a long right. time. Yeah, as far as I know. And then, and even um, Ezra Miller has crossed paths with Grant Gustin's Flash on oh. the show. Yeah, yeah that's true. Was, there was an episode where where it was like a it was like a post credit scene or something like that where Ezra Miller and Grant Gustin are talking to each other and comparing. So, oh, hey, that's cool. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's different. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. But I yeah I don't know this this doesn't give me any more of an indication of where things are going, yeah. and nor do I think Shazam will. Nor do I think, you know, any of these other projects that were already still set and underway before discovery took over because i mean shazam the flash what else aquaman 2 yep. uh all these projects are still from the old era yeah so yeah. it's not going to be until a few years from now that we're going to start to see what's coming from the new regime over at warner brothers so right. and whatever, it's yeah whatever, whatever that, that ends up being and how they're going to transition from one to the other i don't know but right now it's i'm not getting any clear indication I don't Overall, even know if we'll get a continuation of this, you know? Yeah. I mean, will we see Dwayne The Rock Johnson back as, as <laughs> Black Adam at some point? I don't know. I, I think Superman-Black Adam fight, is this going to happen? I well, don't know. We, you know, ba based on our previous episodes also from what we've reported about Warner Brothers, like, they're, they're planning on selling Warner Brothers again to another company. And so really? it's almost as is though... That, 
I thought that got uh, debunked now. I thought now it's like it's kind of still like pretty much there as an idea. And so everybody's thinking like, well, listen, if we have if we're still going to sell this stuff, why don't we just give people just fun movies to watch and enjoy and then just call it a day so we can sell this and it'll be worth more money because there will be more value based on the quality of, of these new stories we're making up. Instead of trying to work hard for a 10-year plan, because we're clearly not going to do that. Boy, you that's, know? that's disheartening. That's it really, is disheartening. But also, kind of, it, it kind of... The, the reason why I'm hopeful for uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is because if Dwayne The Rock Johnson can nail this, and if he wants to take control for now, at least for the rest of this universe storyline stuff before it gets sold again... Um, maybe the story can carry through for the next company. Maybe the next company that buys it will go, hey, you know what? We had a good time with the movies. They look great and successful. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, just keep producing it and keep on managing whatever you want to do with it, man, because it's working, you know? Personally, end of the day, you know, just just to finish this all off, I would gladly go back and watch Black Adam uh, because I think it's it's not just because of the movie... I'm having fun with it. I just know that it means more possibilities for Henry Cavill and the rest of the cast and crew of other DC movies that they have these possibilities of making better content now. And uh, I just don't want to see that go to waste. Although, Raul, I know you've heard my my biggest opinion, which is just scrap it all, get rid of it all, and just start it over edge from scratch. Sketch just like edge just sketch the whole thing. Edge just sketch the whole thing. Yep. It, Personally, at the end of the day, that would just be the easiest thing to do. But if they're going to go down this route where they can show us some hope that they might have something in mind, then great. I'm more than happy to watch that and Mm. check it out. But, uh, guys, with that all being said... We made it to the end. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow us on Instagram at Real Geek News. You can also follow our separate handles on Twitter and Insta at Kevin A. Rivera VO and Raul Ceballos VO. Ted, where can we find you? At Ted Evans VO. If you want to boost the quality of our show, help us find more listeners, go on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. We love your support, and, you know, and it, it really does help. It really does help people uh, get get eyes on our show and want to help us share your passionate opinions send us an email at realgeeknews at gmail.com we'll have all the description below with that all being said stay safe stay classy and most important of all stay geeky my friends